0: Hey before we get started everybody I need to tell you about Starcast on Fight. I can't believe that it's finally here but we have just announced CM Punk. He'll be back in the wrestling space for the first time in a long time. Gosh, I think like 5 years more than 5 years now and I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say. So not only will he be at Starcast for meet and greets but he's going to have a live panel and you can watch live at Starcast on Fight. And we should also mention that when you order Starcast 3 How about this? You also get StarCast one and two included in your purchase price. You'll get 11 live shows on StarCast three, but you'll also get all the shows from StarCast one and StarCast two, but there's lots of other great stuff on fight as well. How about game changer wrestling this Friday night, July 26th. It's uh, coming to you live from Asbury park, New Jersey. They tell me the main event is Nick fucking gauge taking on orange Cassidy. You don't want to miss that one. Now that's on fight for 13 99. You can also get Samoa Joe, the missing matches the very next day that's happening on Saturday, July 26th. That's only 10 bucks. And I don't know that everybody listening to this knows that fight has free TV every single week. So whether you're into ring of honor or Rocky mountain or IHW, there's tons of promotions who air their wrestling product for free every week at fight.tv. Or if you're like me, you can download the fight mobile app for free in your favorite app store. So if it happens, it's on fight, check it out. Fight.tv or in your fight app.
1: Hey, what's up everybody. Conrad and I are asked many times. When are you guys going to come out and do another live show? Got great news for you. We're going to be coming to Wayne, New Jersey at turf city, indoor sports center on Saturday, September 28th at 3 o'clock, and we're going to be there as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. That's right, we're going to start at 3 o'clock. The wrestling's going to start at 7 o'clock. Conrad and I will be there from 3 to 7. Got a meet and greet scheduled at 2 o'clock, and we hope you will join us. Wayne, New Jersey, the Turf City Indoor Sports Center as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. So come on out, enjoy some great wrestling. But before you do, don't forget, Conrad and I will be there live with our state show. We look forward to seeing everybody. And, hey, you're probably wondering, how can we get tickets? Well, that's very simple. Go to this website, TonyAndConradLive.com. That's TonyAndConradLive.com. It's What Happened When Live, Saturday, September 28th at 3 p.m., The meet and greet for VIP start at 2 p.m. What Happened When Live on the 28th of September at the Turf City Indoor Sports Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Get your tickets now at TonyAndConradLive.com and we look forward to seeing all of our great fans of What Happened When. 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun on The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin,
2: Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bauden, Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling.
1: Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim rocket Promotions. Only and Fros, they win. Look, Shavani's back again. World title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order and the Crow, Thunder Russo, Arcade Champions. Simulcast
2: Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh.
3: Lowest rules can't This wasn't the initial plan. Tom's like a good looking man. One like Bill, make a chance. come, here, come over here?
0: Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to
3: what happened when
0: with the greatest wrestling announcer of all time.
1: Sorry, Jim Ross is
0: not here today.
1: Tony. Chivani! What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Conrad. Uh, it's great to talk to you. I'm really excited that we are continuing the summer by talking about more great American bashes. And I'm very excited about talking about one And watching along with one that I was not a part of 89.
0: Yeah. And that may be why it's so good because you weren't there to fuck (laughs) it up. You know, have you thought about that? What? You, you, you're full of shit, but anyway, how you been? Okay. I'm fine. And yourself. Fine. Thanks for fucking asking. Boy, you're in a foul mood today. Well,
1: you're the one that say you're the one that jabbed me in the fucking belly. Uh, just about a couple of seconds ago. Hell. It was a good show, probably because you weren't there. Oh God. Well, are, listen, are you in a mood? No, I'm not in the mood. Listen, I, I think you may be right in saying that it was a great show. And one of the reasons it was a great show was because JR was calling play by play.
0: Oh, he's so you good. Know, he's so good. Yes. I, he really
1: is. He really is good.
0: But when I say that you take offense. I do not.
1: Okay. I do not. I I do not. I don't take offense. I I take offense that you. I don't take offense to it at all. Stop it,
0: Tony. Tony, what are you doing? We're. Put your damn pants up, Tony. 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 It's getting in my mouth, Tony. Stop it. well, I got to tell you, you're, you're, pretty good at that. Guys, I can't believe this is real, but right now, live on the show, Tony Schiavone is trimming his balls with the brand new lawnmower 2.0. Uh, he tells me that it's got skin safe technology and the trimmer won't Nick or snag his nuts. And based on what I can see, that seems to be the case now, thanks to manscaped manscaping accidents can be a thing of the past. And, uh, from the looks of it, that's definitely not the same trimmer he uses on his face. That's the brand new lawnmower 2.0. I hope what he's done, he'll use that, uh, that crop preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I really, he's really clearing things out down there. Wow. I mean, uh, I can tell he's put some deodorant on his armpits. I hope he puts it on the smelliest part of his body. And you can do what Tony did and get 20% off with free shipping. Uh, and, uh, it's, I can't believe what I'm, this is the greatest night in the history of our great sport, 20% off and free shipping. When you use the promo code, WIN. That's when that's W H E N, like what happened? When, when at manscaped.com, always the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Win at Manscaped.com, twenty percent off. He's taking a lot more than twenty percent off right now, but free shipping too at Manscaped.com. Tony, I can I can see the whole thing now. I mean, I wish I couldn't, but I can. Use that promo code Win. W H E N. Get that new lawnmower 2.0 gimmick. Tony's loving his. Look, it's, it's in my mouth care everywhere, uh, <laughs> fire up your WWE network and, uh, let's watch it. Great American bash 1989. I went down July 23rd, 1989. So yeah, this is uh, this is going to be fun. We've had this uh, as a request for a long time and, uh, it's finally going to happen today. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, probably seriously. one of our most requested pay-per-views that we've ever covered. Well then there you go. Then we're doing the right thing. Well hey, uh-huh. I'd like
1: for you to fire up this.
0: No, no. Are you gonna talk about your penis again?
1: Yes, I am. Fire this up, buddy. Because ever since Lois and I celebrated the thirty-eighth anniversary. Uh-oh. It has been blue chew heaven in our house.
0: So you've been knocking the bottom out over there?
1: Uh we have had we have it's, there's been a resurgence. Ooh, ooh. in our sex life, a resurgence. The hot and, tag. Yeah. And Lois says to me, don't go on that podcast and talk about our sex life. I said, well, okay, I won't give the details, but I will tell everybody that it has improved
0: 1,000% thanks to our friends at Blue Chew. Well, that's, that's great news. And, and the even better news is that some of our listeners who want to give their gimmick the hot tag, they can do it fast and easy. You see, this is the world's first chewable, so it can work up to twice as fast. You can take it on a full or empty stomach, and you're going to be ready because you've got the world's first chewable with the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis. I can't stress that enough. So this is uh, a much cheaper alternative than those other two, But it's also a lot easier to get, you see. You don't have to go down to the doctor. You don't have to have that awkward conversation in person. You don't have to go wait in line at the pharmacy. No, you do all of this online. And if you're uh, prescribed uh, and approved, and that can happen very quickly when you talk to an approved physician over at Bluetooth.com, they're going to ship this directly to your house in a discreet package. So it's our little secret. And uh, you can give your gimmick the hot tag and... You can sort of try it before you uh, have a major investment. And this still just blows me away because you gotta pay for the shipping and that's $5. And that's no big deal. I mean, really think about that $5 shipping. It's like the Amazon of hard-ons here. How much is this first sort of try it before you fall in love experience going to cost Tony? It's free Conrad. What? Free. No, but how are they making money Tony? If they're giving it
1: away. Well, they feel that once you get a hard on with them, you'll come back and back again. I mean, that's, that, that's got to be it. It's one of those things where, gosh, that works so well. I better try it again. And, and let me say this, that I have a desk with a glass top, you know, in the bat cave. And I was afraid the other day when I took it and I was sitting in the, at waiting for it, to, you know, to jump in real fast, which is normally what it does with me. I was afraid it was going to rise up and break the uh, glass tabletop.
0: That's right. Listen, if you want to break the walls down, Chris Jericho style, you need to try this blue chew. It's what Tony Schiavone's doing. It's what Jim Ross is doing. It's what Eric Bischoff's doing. Uh, it's what Bruce Pritchard's doing. It's what everybody in wrestling is talking about. And, and not just these 60 year old motherfuckers in the locker room right now. They even talk about, hey, the chew fairy is going to come see you. I actually have heard that multiple times where, and you, you've seen that. If you're listening and paying attention, you'll see little Easter eggs in a lot of wrestling where they're referencing Blue Chew, but they can't just outright say it or don't feel like they can. Uh, this is the best kept secret and maybe the worst kept secret in wrestling. But your lady friend doesn't have to know. Listen, Lois ain't listening to this. Your wife ain't listening to this. Your girlfriend ain't listening to this. You want to put on a show? you want a five-star performance like Rick Flair and Terry Funk and Eddie Young. It starts with getting your dick real, real hard. So, why don't you go ahead and try it and use our promo code? And when you use our promo code, you pay that $5 shipping, man, the hard ons are free. Tell them that code, Tony. The code's very simple it's
1: WHW. That's WHW by going to bluechew.com, B L U E, chew.com, promo code WHW. Only thing you got to do is pay the shipping, which is five bucks, and you'll get a free hard on, courtesy of what happened
0: when. And, And here's what. Here's what WHV is going to stand for when you get your dick real, real hard with blue shoe. We hard. Whee! Without further ado, let's see if we can't get Lois in here. We'll talk a little wrestling, talk a little great American bash, 1989. We're doing a watch along, surprise, July 23rd, 1989, Uh, Sting and the Great Muda, a War Games match, Ric Flair and Terry Funk for the world title. Come on. All right,
1: here she comes. I didn't let her walk into the room until we finished talking about Blue Chew because she would have gotten mad about me talking about our sex life. But Whoa,
0: right. here she
1: comes. Here's Lois Shivani. Whoa, here she comes. She's a man eater. Oh, she's eating it too? No, no, it's a song. That's the name of the song. Oh, you're just beating it. Got it. All right. Come on in here, Lois.
2: What do you mean, man eater? I don't like Colin Oates. I do like Elton John. The bitch is back, baby. Three, two, one, play.
0: What the fuck is this? Is this a horse farm? Let me play the audio for our listeners. To the serenity of the thoroughbred farms of Worthington Valley. Here in Baltimore, the Inner Harbor, one of the
2: great reconstructions of a major city in the United States. Then it's to the action in the Baltimore Arena. Let's go there for World Championship Wrestling.
0: How about the little hype for Baltimore? Baltimore. And now it's time for us to get rolling. I love these old school graphics and the video packets. This takes me back, man.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where they, they had this little uh, device machine uh, that you could take full frames and just you know fly them in or use them as, as gimmicks for the glory days. This is the glory days, Conrad, of the Great American Trash. Oh, look at two rings. Two rings. You know what that means? Yeah. That means they're too dark. They look ugly as shit.
0: Oh my God. You're so negative. They do. They do. Listen, you're
1: wrong. You're wrong to say that those dark, uh, ring mats look good. (sighs) They look horrible. They make it look like you're, they make it look, you know, the barn, the horse barn that we saw right at the beginning, it makes it look like that's where the wrestling in the horse barn. Oh man. But that's pretty nice. uh, graphic. For those of you who don't know what fucking two rings looks like, and by the way, this is presented in the most complete form possible due to original production technical difficulties. In other words, the people that originally put this on were fucked is what the WWE is trying to say.
0: Did did you just say, did you just say doo-doo? No. You said in the most complete form possible due to technical difficulties.
1: Oh, okay. Got it. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't don't get this. Is is that wild Bill Irwin?
0: Yeah. All right. That's Ron Simmons. He's your world champion. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Also, I'll I'll shut the fuck up then.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. No, I was wondering what, okay. I'm completely lost here. Everybody's got a crown. Well, look at Scott Hall. Holy motherfucker. There you go. Wear the crown? That's what I'm talking about. Ranger Ross. He's got it going on. So the two ring battle Royal for what? The King of the ring. Did
0: you see. Rick Steiner gave his away to somebody in the crown already. Did he really? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to give mine away. Who's
1: going to tell me not. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I when complains. you're a badass like Rick Steiner, he really, just... you could do whatever you wanted to do. All right. It's time for the battle Royal. <laughs> Wait a second. They start to fight and we go to dark. We go to black. What the fuck is going on here?
0: Looks like Teddy Teddy Long. (laughs) There you go. What's it say? Doo-doo.
1: Yep. It's saying doo-doo. What happened was that our... uh, No, it's what happened uh,
0: when. It's not what happened was. God damn it. We've been doing this for three years. You'd think by now you'd have your shit together. What happened was? What happened when? Time for what happened was. No, wait. When you take blue Chew, what does WHW stand for? Uh, wow. No, hard on. Mm-mm. I just said it. You weren't even listening.
1: Well, I, I, I heard we,
0: <laughs> we hard, we hard,
1: we. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I say something here at the beginning of this show? Yes, I will. How many motherfuckers have to wear black trunks?
0: Oh God. You're just in that fucking Good. cantankerous mood today.
1: No, no I'm not.
3: One of I'm the not. Best How many Okay. We
1: got Dr. Death's up. wearing Yeller.
0: Yeller. Oh God. Okay.
1: Uh, Ryan Pillman's wearing a peach. A peach. Uh, at least Scott Hall has, uh, a stripe on the side, but everybody else is wearing black. Wow. And we ain't got we have one, we have none. We have no close up shots yet. Oh, there thank you, God. Oh. You know, the idea here, Conrad, is to throw a guy out of ring one, then he has to go into ring two once he goes out of ring one, and once he's on out of ring two, then he's eliminated. Oh, is that the way it works? Yeah, boy. And and you say people love this but list the pay per view. Yeah. Well, they probably loved it because of funk and flair and sting and the great Mudo and the war games match. Uh but that's well, there's somebody. Ranger Ross. Take a fucking hike, man. Done. You done. So, One more. Why, what do why are you so fired up today? I get fired up when I watch this stuff. Right. And I especially get fired up when I watch this stuff knowing that guess what? I wasn't there. I wasn't a part of this bullshit. I kind of wonder, I, I think this was still the time if I'm right here, Conrad, it's still the time that look at WCW. Look at WCW. How dare they trying to keep the black
0: man down?
1: Oh my oh God. My... Well, that's what they're doing. They just, they, the first two who were eliminated were black men. What are they trying to do?
0: Well, it's like in a, in a movie from 1989. Yeah, You know, if it's an action movie and you've got a black buddy, uh, he's the first one to die.
1: Yeah, I know. And that's wrong. And that's changed. Uh, but how dare they? So anyway, I was thinking that, oh, you're thinking, I uh, know. I was thinking that uh, maybe that George Scott was still booking here. And I think he was 89 was his year.
0: Um, I mean, and here's what you are familiar with. You know, at this time, you're up there with the ultimate warrior and, um, it's in the I'm torch sorry. that the Brainbusters would defeat demolition on July 18th at a set of WWF TV tapings to become the tag team champions. And that match, of course, is going to be a part of, um, Saturday night's NBC, you know, Saturday night's main event. So, you know, about a week prior to this, a little less, your boy, and Anderson comes huh. WWF tag team champion. How much fun were you and Aaron having in the WWF? Did y'all get to hang or spend any time on the road or anything no. like that in the WWF?
1: No, when, when I went to the WWF at this time, my life changed. I, I stopped traveling with the boys. I was traveling with the office. I was traveling with Vince. <laughs> Look at that. What are we fucking? About? I was traveling with Vince on the private plane, so I had completely changed. I was not traveling with honor of those guys anymore. Mm-hmm. It was it was a completely different life. I mean, uh, yeah, and you know, a lot of the guys weren't based in Connecticut. See, back back in the day when I was hanging and banging, <clears throat> or just hanging with the horsemen, uh, back in the day we all lived in Charlotte together. But now I live in Connecticut, and the boys could live wherever they wanted to. So that kind of changed the dynamics a little bit. righty. All right. How many more times is this going to this uh
0: tape going to fuck up? Oh. Uh, doo doo. Doo doo is right. So I I feel like we should also mention that uh this is not quite yet a two horse race. There's still another player barely hanging on. It's the AWA. Oh. And Wade would say the AWA has announced plans to broaden syndication starting in September using team competition, a new concept in pro wrestling, promoting. Of course, that is where Eric Bischoff is at this point. How crazy is that?
1: Wow. And he was just like another announcer. Do you think, and I know you've gotten to know Eric quite well, did he have designs on being a major player in wrestling back when he first started in the AWA or did he want to come in? Did he want to come in just to be an announcer?
0: He wanted to make enough money to not get his car repossessed. <laughs> I'm not saying well, you got to have goals, him. right? I'm not saying that's the shit on him. I'm just saying, you know, he, he had bounced around a little bit. You know, he had been a traveling meat salesman and he had been a model and, uh, he had you know, come up with ninja stars and tried to, you know, be an entrepreneur. so he had bounced around. He'd been a bouncer, literally. I mean, so he, he had tried a lot of different things, but now he found himself, you know, with a wife here that he's got to take care of. And, you know, now so a couple of kids, uh, I think one here were with us and one on the way. And, you know, he's just gotta, he's gotta find some revenue. And he felt like there was an upside here and he wanted to ride it out. But unfortunately he was with a company that was going down fast and that was not easy. And so, you know, it went from being a regular payday to semi-regular to not regular at all. And then he just had to find something to do. So it was a game-changing situation when he got hired by WCW. He wrote about that in his book where, you know, they were, you know, snatching cars out of driveways because he just could keep up with the payments. And it wasn't, you know, because he wasn't working. It was because he was just working on things that either weren't profitable like his own businesses that he was trying to do as a startup or, uh, he just was hanging on too long, loyal to a fault, as they say, uh, to Mr. Ganya. And there's the money has just ran dry. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're flush with opportunities and just keep making wrong choices. So it's a tale of two, you know, two cats in wrestling.
1: Well, I can't say that I argue with that last statement of yours, uh, that uh, I made wrong choices, uh, he made good choices. Uh, But it's a great story. It really is, if you think about it, a man who had struggled and then had an idea and uh, put that idea on paper and got hired by the company. So I I, I like the story. I think it's a great story. Me, I had some success in my blood as uh, uh, the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Uh, collective soul would have said, success in my veins, mm. and a lover knows my name. What, what, what's happening right now? I'm just recanting some of their songs. So now we've got, this is great, right? We've got one guy in ring one, one guy in ring two, and they are tag team partners, members of the skyscrapers. So what happens now? They come back later
0: to wrestle look at that oh my god let's listen to what Teddy Long's saying
2: Uh, the winners of the battle Royal.
0: So there you go. They're going to split the 50 grand. They're your co winners. And now we're going to have a second match and, uh, yeah, a second match, baby. Uh, let's, let's run through what this second match looks like. Are you ready for this? Well, wait, before uh, we get there,
1: Jenny. uh, what about that? 50,000. Uh, uh, could you buy me a drink with that? 50,000.
0: Homie, or- homie, don't play that. Oh, go ahead. No, I
1: like it. See, go, go ahead. That's good, good.
0: Homie, don't play that. we keeping all this Cheddar Jack cheese for ourselves. We ain't doing no tag team match player. But if you keep asking me for that money, you're going to go one on one with The Undertaker. All right, this crown right here, this ain't Jerry Lawler's crown. This right here, this is something I brought myself from Harlem, you see. And that's where I've been recruiting my newest tag team, which I'm going to reveal to you very soon. But today ain't the day, Gordon. You see, today. I got two seven foot white boys out there can run through everybody out there. And you think I'm going to fuck up my payday for you. son? you caught cold job turkeys. It ain't happening. Homie don't play that. I got 50 G's right here and I'm going to go invest this in a whole lot of shit. None of which will be hair care, restore restoration products. Cause I don't believe in that. All right. Bald is beautiful. And you motherfuckers need to get with the plan. Uh-uh, well, I got plenty of bottles of Smirnoff in my pocket. So I can't believe this is happening, but while Bill Irwin, as you said, was just in the battle Royal and look at this, his opponent, Brian Pillman, who was also just in the battle Royal. Right. So these guys were in the first match. Get, uh, so they come out with crowns, high five and all the fans, baby face. And yeah, here we go. And then get thrown out of the ring and eliminated, go to the back, put on their vest, their entrance gear gimmick and come back out and do it all again. What the fuck? They probably put powder in their crotch. Oh, keep them from chafing. Have you ever just watched a- wrestling and not thought about their dicks? <laughs> has it, or has it, is it like the primary reason you're in the game?
1: No, no, not, not at all. I, I just. As as a member of the male species, I'm concerned about that.
0: You're concerned, you powder your crotch. You're concerned about other people's dicks.
1: No, are you powdering your crotch? No, you don't put powder in your crotch. No, you need to start. Why? Because you never you never go back to do anything else again.
0: Well, here's the difference between me and you. All right, I don't have a bunch of dick hair, so I, I'm not I'm not going to get in as many jams as you are. I don't have a bunch of Dick hair. You don't think it's the manscaped. By the way, when they send us little care packages, yeah. Uh, my wife loves that t-shirt. Yeah. She should. It's a, it's an old school shirt. It was mm-hmm. manscaped. Your balls will thank you. She <laughs> thinks it's the funniest thing ever.
1: You know, these guys come back and they wrestle again. I can hear Jr. saying, "God damn, we pay him enough. Big old boys here. They're strong. They can do another match.
0: Believe it or not, they're going to go fucking 11 minutes in this one. And, and, and Wade would say that there's nothing special and Pillman is still unimpressive and he gives it a C.
1: Oh man. He didn't like Pillman, huh? Isn't that wild? So did, did he ever get on board with Pillman or was he always like that towards Pillman? Do you know?
0: I don't know. Is it my job to keep up with what the fuck Wade? killed? Well, no, like but you him. always did. I was, you always I, were a dirt sheet motherfucker. You think I uh, just so you're clear. You reckon yeah. I was uh, a subscriber when I was goddamn 8? Wouldn't surprise me.
1: Wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: Yeah, cuz you know what? Well, at least one of us was a wrestling fan. I was a big one. Nah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, hell, I was in the WWE, man. And you hated it. I was in the WWE. Here are you talking five years after my debut. I'm in the WWE. And you hated it. I didn't hate it. Loved it. I love the WWE. I love everything about it. Crossbody And a two count. Arm drag takedown. Like that, how I'm calling those. The spots
0: I do keep it going. Let's see if we can't get you a job with WWE. Oh
1: no, listen, I'm not going to, I'm too old to be one of their announcers. Show them what you can do. I don't need to show them what they, they know what I can do and they know what I can't do.
0: What can't you do?
1: Get a job with them.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to hit you with a rap line. Are you ready? A rap? line? Oh my God. Sure. Show me what that mouth does. How did, here's a, here's
1: something I don't understand. And it, it, it really today kind of makes me scratch my head. Okay. How does watch out great radicals who play, um, how does a, a, a nice young man from Alabama get into enjoying shit rap music? I don't uh, that blows me away.
0: Because I'm from Alabama, I can't be cultured.
1: That would
0: probably be it.
1: I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the And I guess it the rap music is the same as what rock and roll was to my parents. to me. But I I just I I there there's so much good music out there and there is some good rap music, there really is but a lot of the stuff that you say here, come here when I'm I'm at the Conrads, come here. I want you to watch this, listen to this music. I'm thinking, what the fuck are you listening to? What the fuck's wrong with you? I think you put on shit rap just to piss me off. Really? Yeah, I do. Well, let me show you. That's not I think you case. really don't like some of that stuff.
0: Can I, can I, can I tell you something? Yeah. You're wrong. And I, like- I think we should mention that. There's a lot of kids or a lot of guys listening to this and their first introduction to rap or hip hop on a big scale is 1990s. You can't touch this by MC hammer. Right. And right after that was vanilla Ice's ice ice baby. And so a lot of us as lame as those two songs are, we were like eight and nine years old. And when you're eight or nine, those are fucking coolest songs ever. And then I can't believe this is a thing, but are you familiar with, uh, the, the two kids crisscross? No. So there's these two kids who wore their pants and shirts backwards. Type this in your Google machine. K R I S S Uh space K R O S S. So crisscross. And, uh, it's a couple of kids and they had a song called, uh, jump that like popped off in early 92 and all the kids are listening to it well then it continued with these little you know silly silly ones that you've you've heard because they they got so big like "Whoop, there it is and shit like that right and somewhere in there i think it's 92 dr dre dropped the chronic album which is arguably the greatest rap album ever right and the big hit on that at the time was nothing but a G thing. And they played it all the time on MTV. This is back when MTV played music videos and it, and it, went, it popped off. I don't know what to tell you. And so all of a sudden kids who maybe were a little too young to have, uh, enjoyed the NWA the, uh, with attitude,
1: right? We're not, yeah, we're not talking about the national wrestling
0: lines. Right. We're talking about easy E and Dr. Dre and ice cube and you know, all those guys. If you were too young for that, then you, you caught up right after with like, um, you know, the more mainstream MC hammer and vanilla ice. And so, you know, those guys were like your gateway drug into gangster rap. So like it, you, nobody started, like, I don't, I mean, I guess some people do, But they call marijuana a gateway drug, because in theory, you start doing that and then you venture off and try new things. And so before you know it, you know, you're shooting heroin between your toes. Uh, well, that is where my rap music happens. Like MC hammer was like my marijuana. He was my gateway drug. And then eventually, you know, I, I know some of the songs that we've played here on the show that you've enjoyed, like easy ease. Give me that nut. Uh, so well, what'd you think of the way those kids crisscross were, were dressed and I, they were pretty fucking cool. Here's another example. They had a song called I miss the bus. Tell me that wasn't aimed at kids in school. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was, it was smart. Do you, do you think me and you, maybe we could do like a live show whenever you don't have baseball or football and we could wear our clothes backwards like crisscross. I'd do it. A couple, just backward jeans. I think that'd be fun. Backward jeans, shirt on backwards, hats around backwards. I'm game. If you are,
1: I am too, man. And let's just go out and let's just go out and rap. Oh, well, well, we'll that would be fun. Have just have some sort of beat and we'll just, as they do improvise like, uh, Eminem did. On,
0: uh that's called freestyle don't ever call it improvise again or I will fucking never speak to you again okay then we'll freestyle hey let me mention too um, I think we've oh. talked about it a little bit here on the show but you know we got starcast coming up yeah and it's Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday of course you can't be with us on Saturday or Sunday we've got you Thursday Friday uh Thursday night our late night event little starcast karaoke hosted by Tony Shivani
3: yeah,
0: tell me that I ain't going to be fun. I mean, you're, is it just going to be show tunes, or can we get you to do some rap in there too? Well, I don't, I don't know what the format of the show is going to be. Well, I don't know it's your, if it's your show.
1: Well, I know it's my show. So, do I pick all the songs, or do I say, "Hey, you pick the song"?
0: I mean, I think it would be better if you had a list of songs you wanted to perform, and you had fans. You know, you know, fans could register for the opportunity to come perform one with you. Cause here's the thing. If we, if we let, if we let them pick, they might pick stuff that. And don't get me wrong. We could let them pick some here or there, but like you're not going to let your opponent call all of your moves. Aren't you the veteran? Aren't you supposed to be calling the match? Yeah. I'm supposed to be calling the match. Look, you know, I'm other, intrigued now because ring,
1: if Francine's in the house, I'd like to perform with her.
0: I don't know if she'll be there by Thursday night, but we'll check. I do know or- for sure. I can't confirm. Okay. She's in Starcast three. Wow. And there you the- go. A flying crossbody from the other ring—that was kind of fun. Not the not the the ring they're in, but the attached ring. Wow. Brian Pillman gets the win, although it's called a C and uh, unimpressive. Next up, the skyscrapers and the dynamic dudes. Oh my it, god, I can't wait for that one. In what the torch would call the least dynamic match on the card. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what that meant, don't you? That meant when Johnny Ace got to work for Vince. Well, oh, wait a minute. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. I still got a smart off in my pocket. Ah, uh, uh. and I notice your head on your shoulders right now is not a half as big as it is in the regular day. Go ahead, hit it. Let me tell you this, Gordon Soley. I am one of the most intelligent men ever in wrestling. I. I'm not Jim Cornette. I am not Teddy long. I am not Jim Ross. I am Paul Heyman. And I am the advocate for Paul Heyman getting a job with Vince McMahon. You see, I'm going to run raw, but unlike the m- many people who are in the writing committee right now, who are the writers, I'm not going to run raw into the ground. They're going to let me do raw. I'm going to turn raw into ECW in 2019. That's right. We're going to bring the Sandman out. We're going to have him crush beer cans over his head. We're going to bring Francine back. And we may take off her top. How about that? How about Taz? We'll bring him. I'm not supposed to say Taz's name. But how about Sabu or Sabu? We'll bring him back. How about that? And we'll bring back FBI, the full blooded Italians, because these guys, as we know, were a hit. I'm bringing back ECW. And I'm bringing it back to USA on Mondays. Uh-uh. That's right. I still have bottles of Smirnoff in my pocket. I got on the plane ride here to Baltimore. We'll have more in a moment.
0: I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. And here come the dynamic dudes. Can you imagine that one of these guys are going to become one of the most uh, influential and important people, a power broker, if you will, in professional wrestling. And the other guy is going to go on to do a teacher gimmick.
1: You just never know. You just absolutely never know. I mean, who would have thought that as these guys are coming to the ring, that one would be a power broker. One would be a teacher. That kid does not look happy. What, uh, no, what? he's get right, uh, ready to get a hit in the head with a, come on. Okay. This is some dumb shit right here. What
0: the fuck is this?
1: This is some dumb fucking
0: shit. He's not posing or He's not happy. He looks like he's kidnapped. How
1: about, how about letting the kid know that uh, we're going to do this? So anyway, one's a power broker. One is a teacher and two guys are going to be talking about it in 2019. One was eight years old back then.
0: I mean, that amazing. Throwing Frisbees into the crowd, bro.
1: I know it's stupid.
0: Oh Who my God. The fuck is that it's Jason Hervey? What the fuck was he doing? He wanted to get wanted in the to... ring and high five. Them. Can you imagine process how silly that is? Well, process how stupid we are.
1: Cause Jason Hervey had been in movies. He had been in Pee Wee's big adventure. And you think we're, you think we're smart enough to take a shot of him? No.
0: What do you Where'd mean? Where'd he go? Get a shot of him in his seat. What do you mean? A- we you're up there jacking off, uh, the undertaker. Oh, that's right. Well, not at this point, I guess at this point, no, I'm beating well, off the ultimate warrior.
1: Right. And, uh, Brutus,
0: the barber beefcake. Oh, you jacked him too. tiny Lister. Mm. Now that one makes sense. I mean, he was a big star. Tito Santana. I don't get that one. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, The Rujo's. I like the way they're shooting this from below. Make the guys look even taller. Right. At least they did that. How about the fan jumped to Spivey and Spivey pushed him off. That was awesome.
1: Yeah. Fuck. You know, Spivey should not have pushed him off. He should have pulled him in. They should have both put the boots to him.
0: So just get sued.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not so sure suits were as prevalent back then as they are now.
0: You know, it is prevalent these days. What's that Conrad? Prevagen.
1: I love Previgin.
0: What? Why, why are you talking about it every week unless they're cutting the check? I don't know. You're right. I'm not
1: going to talk about them again with the exception to tell you it's made from jellyfish. Which is obviously a gimmick, but I, I like it. So there you go. Why the
0: fuck does that matter? I don't know. I don't know. It's their tagline. Did you know that paper's made from trees? (laughs) Did you know that? (laughs) Yes, I did. Well, stop killing all the goddamn trees. I have it on good authority that you're up there watching the best of Francine clips, and compilations on YouTube. Yeah. and, And to clean up the mess when you're done, you use paper. Stop it. Trees grow back Conrad. No, just use a sock. Like when you were a kid. Damn it! Use a sock. Oh. Don't act like you didn't use a sock. I have it. I good
1: didn't use a sock. Why are we talking about my masturbation techniques? Wait. Look at that what guy. Are you, what, what are you talking about? Look at that guy, and he's underwear.
0: They're professional wrestlers. They're supposed to be in trunks.
1: No, I'm talking about the fan. And hey, we'll take a good shot at the top of Teddy Long's head. What
0: the fuck? Well, the only thing I can say is, oh I hope this God. show gets better. Look at that, dude. When you look at the top of Teddy Long's head, do you know what you realize? What's that? He's the black Homer Simpson. Yes, yes he is. He had the exact same amount of hairs up there. Wow.
1: Next time I see Teddy, I said, you know, we realized that back then because of your hair, do. You are the black Homer Simpson. And this, I guess was this before it was popular for, for guys to shave their head because it would have been best for him to shave his head.
0: Well, tell him, go ahead and send him a text. Hey, motherfucker. 30 years ago, you should have shaved your head. Send a (laughs) running running around here, looking like you had a yarmulke on. (laughs) So what'd you think of
1: the, uh, of the skyscrapers as a team? Loved them. Yeah, they were pretty, uh, they were pretty awesome.
0: I mean, how about this? As far as believability, you got to think they're up there with like doom and the Steiner's. Oh, there's, yeah, there is. You're right.
1: They were just, uh, they were big, strong and awesome. Teddy was a very good mouthpiece. I, I liked them. I, I didn't care much for the dynamic dudes. Cause I, I just thought it was a stupid gimmick, but I think, liked the
0: skyscrapers. Do you think if Dan Spivey was on the juice? Vince would have hired him and gave him a monster push. I mean, I know he eventually gets there, but it feels like it's the tail end of his career, but a yeah. real jacked up Dan Spivey working with Hulk Hogan. I could see it.
1: Yeah, I could too. We could probably call him starship coyote.
0: No, that's some shit. Y'all did. Okay. Starship Eagle. That's some shit. Y'all did.
1: No, I agree with that. I, I, I think that, uh, that Danny could have had a good run.
0: He has, he has facials like, um, and, and the look, like when you talk about, I'm not talking about, you know, his height or stature or anything like that. I'm just talking about a headshot. He looks like the villain in like a Bruce Willis movie right? or a Mel Gibson movie. Right. Like he, if, if he spoke with some weird accent, He's, he's the fucking bad guy and he's got a tech nine. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. He could have been one of the Russians with a double bag and, and, uh, and a flak jacket on and like a bunch of automatic weapons in the flak jacket. And then you hit him and he just turns around and looks at you.
0: Remember when Gary Busey played that crazy heel character? Yeah. In the late eighties. Right. Did it tell-
1: was, that was the, uh, that was in lethal weapon,
0: right? You telling me Spivey couldn't have done that? Of course he could have. We should have, he's a seven foot dude. Well, not really, but he's significantly taller than Busey. I mean, Busey would fit in Tommy Young's back pocket. We should have, we should have been booking movies back then. You and I
1: booking movies. That's us. That's what we're doing. That's see. That's what our, our company is going to be doing now in the next couple of years, we'll be booking movies.
0: Well, Vince McMahon said famously on beyond the map way back 20 years ago, as he proudly took a big swig of water. We make movies. Yeah. But I guess you're going to be making movies since you're going to work for Vince. Would you would, would you stop that? I'm your guy.
1: I'm your guy. Yeah.
0: I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Yeah. Booker T was my guy once too. You know,
1: I'm your guy, not your father-in-law. I'm your guy.
0: He ain't my guy. I know you, you remind me every week. Okay. But that, that pop pops, not my guy. No. And I still like Pop Pop. We can well. You great. should, and you don't want me to like him. No, that's not it at all.
1: You're 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 twisting my words around, and you shouldn't. Well, every week you're on here shitting on Pop Pop. I'm not shitting on Pop Pop. I'm just telling you that that's the way I feel about what had happened. There's tag is made, and here comes Shane another dude. Was. Well, it, Shane had some. Some blonde locks going on there, didn't
0: he? I was going to say, you know what? I wish we had a guy in this match with blonde hair. <laughs> what was it about 1989 that everybody felt like they had to be blonde? You know, Wild Bill Irwin, right. Ryan Pillman, Shane Douglas, Johnny Ace, Danny Spivey, Sid Vicious, Teddy Long. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Rick Flair. He's
1: not been out here yet. God damn it. Well, I was talking about who's on the card. I
0: was talking about who we've seen so far. God, would you settle down? I'm just trying to be entertaining. You know, I give up. I'm just going to let you do this one by yourself. No, no shit. We're a team. That was the razor's edge, like five years ahead of time. Wow, it was. And even Scott Hall, who
1: came out, had blonde hair, didn't he? No, he had lighter hair than he yeah. would have later on.
0: He he also had fuck shoulders, shoulders that like they were mad at you. That, that was the most jacked Scott oh, oh my God. Look. Yeah. <laughs> oh Teddy God. Kick- it's the Teddy Long two-step. Teddy kicking him like a girl. What the hell. Look at that one. that that's an old woman in the front row. It was like, what the fuck are we doing? She's behind the cameraman, across from the hard cam, on the far right, like two seats over from the yellow security guard. You got to see her, dude. Okay. She's got her outfit like she likes it. She's got her, her knees crossed. and She just has like this disapproving look. I was getting that a lot in 89, When I'd bring home a B. You know, I fucked up and showed my parents I could do all A's, and I got a B in 89, and it was all downhill for me. Wow. Your parents were, if you, if you brought him an 89 in my house, you're getting the spanking. Wow. That's, that's good parenting. <laughs> <laughs> can't spank him today. No, you can It's gotta be low key about it. Nah, uh, you can't. No, I spanked my kid. Do you know how many times I had to do it? Once so you got it. One spanking ever. And then forever. Don't give me a spiking. I'm thinking, shit, that was four years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, today we've talked about how you can get your dick card. We talked about how you should parent. Uh, what else have we biased you on?
0: Well, I think he's working on a, a, a special type of massage here. How would you describe this maneuver?
1: That is called the kidney grip.
0: That's when you take somebody's
1: kidney, you squeeze it and try to move it on the other side of their back. So you have two kidneys on the left side instead of one on the right, one on the left. That's uh doctor. Some doctors are famous for doing that. If like you've been in like a, I don't know, like an accident or something, and you've taken a bump and both kidneys ended up on one side, they can take it a kidney and move it over to the other side. It's kind of all technical. Uh, but I've, I've heard that, that it works like that. Called the kidney grip, mm. and see that will that will take the kidney on the left side of your back with a, a knee uh, with you know with a crossbody knee drop or whatever that was, and that will put the kidneys on the other side of the body. Well, that was a shitty type
0: move. A shitty type move, he says. It was. He tried a head drop.
1: A shitty type move. A shitty type move. But here come the dudes, firing back, baby. How about that man, he hits Sid, and Sid doesn't even react.
0: Like fucking, keep wrestling. You can't hear it. But when Spivey was in there, the yeah. whole crowd was chanting, "We want Sid." <laughs> really? Yeah. So Sid is over. Yeah. Well, Sid looked the part, man. He always
1: did. All right, here we go. Finish time.
0: You can always tell when there's four guys in the ring. You told us that. Uh, Absolutely. Something's going to go. Something's
1: going down. Oh, this, this match has kind of slowed down a a great deal here. Conrad has it really? Yeah. It's just
0: okay. Johnny. Oh Oh my Jesus. Oh, (sighs) you ever been embarrassed to be a wrestling fan?
1: Yeah. Right now. Oh my God. So uh
0: Oh man.
1: Double Beal. They're not gonna put the dudes over here, are they? Come on. Oh my god. Bless their heart. These four guys are completely lost. (laughs) One, two, thank God. Because uh, Johnny Ace was kind of uh, oiled up there a little bit and all lathered up and slick, he almost got his neck broken because he picked him up and he slipped and he fell straight down. Sid's not even in the ring for the victory shot. I hope they show that power bomb attempt on a replay, Conrad. I want to see that fucker again. All right, we got it. You got the crown. You got no hair. Keep going. Uh, uh-uh. Well, I just like to say, Jim, a couple of things. You look like you're angry. Are you an angry man? I understand you've been angry online too. Are you angry?
0: Well, you goddamn fucking right I am. You got all these jackleg wannabe asshole wrestlers out here. They're fucking outlaw mud show bullshit. Like Joey Janela running around stapling a picture of me on his fucking body and of all the fucking people to staple my head on their body. We're doing it on fucking Joey Janela. What the fuck's he ever done besides wrestle in a backyard, jump off shit, get thrown through light tubes and host parties with tone. Look tone. Loke in 2019 who the fuck ever heard of such. Now, if you really want to draw somebody, if you really want to get a crowd down there, what you'll do is you'll book Billy Ray fucking Cyrus, because that's all these goddamn hillbillies really want to hear at their fucking outlaw bullshit, backwoods, nonsense, Trump motherfucker. What the fuck are we even talking about? I hate everything about wrestling today, especially if it involves dick flips, Joey Janela, anything from AEW, goddamn Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Bruce Prichard today, we might be friends again tomorrow, but today fuck him too. And Tony Schiavone, I think you're okay, but I'm not really sure since we're battling for that commentary chair on MLW. But if I see you at the next one, boy, I'm going to kick your ass. That pay-per-view in November, that's mine. God it. You stay the fuck from around here. You couldn't do it. I'm doing it. Well, after
1: that, I'm glad I'm dead. We're going to have more. Let's go to the ring. Yeah. Jim
0: Cornette is, by the way, I I hate carrying the water for somebody else. Do you listen to his drive through? I do not. So Jim has two podcasts a week. One is called the experience and right. the other is drive through. So the experience he'll talk about whatever, how he's getting the fence done around his house or what Donald Trump has done stupid. And then he'll go like into a long form on one topic. That's a, that's a pretty good show. But one of, no, the go-to podcast for me when I travel, like the first one. So like if I'm jumping on a plane before I go, I'm making sure I'm caught up on, on Corny's drive through because it is where fans either write an email or send a tweet, whatever, and they have a question for Jim Cornette and Brian last selects them and Jim just sort of gets to bounce around. So he might answer a question you know about wrestling in 84, or 94, or 04. It's something else, man. You would fucking love it. How about that? NWA's number one. WWF stinks, and they have to blur WWF. I don't blame them. Well, but you know why they're blurring it? Because it's
1: a WWF show now.
0: No, because, because they don't,
1: they can't, they they can't don't show own WWF. WWF.
0: Yeah. yeah. The, the panda took it from them. So here we go. Fourth match, Jim Cornette and Paulie dangerously. It's a tuxedo match. So it's a manager match and Wade would say it was entertaining. Gave the fans what they wanted. Nothing was really solved though. Oh, well, and he gave it no grade, but they got six minutes here. Tell everybody what a tuxedo match means. Tuxedo match means you wrestle in a tuxedo. And you have to
1: tear the tuxedo off your opponent.
0: So one of these guys is about to get ass naked. Who are you hoping loses?
1: Um I'm hoping that uh Jim loses.
0: How about Paul <laughs> with the big handful of powder? <laughs> Holy
1: shit, that girl got herself a a tuxedo coat.
0: A how, jacket. How excited was she? He's going for the knee.
1: That's the knee that he hurt. Falling off! Oh, he may hit the other knee.
0: Is he wearing wrestling boots underneath? He is.
1: Yeah, he's wearing rusty boots. He's probably wearing knee pads. Oh, this is ripped, pretty fucking entertaining. He ripped the jacket, and now somebody's going to get a jacket.
0: Would you rather uh, watch a, a tuxedo match or an evening gown match?
1: I'd rather watch an evening gown match in the privacy of my own home. With a sock. There's no reason to put a sock on one of those ladies.
0: You need to put a sock in it. Talking about, oh, I, got,
1: I oh, okay. I got, I got what you're saying.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: You know, I, I think I've been misrepresented on this podcast.
0: Are you serious? Like, yeah, as soon, as soon as this thing got started and two guys were wrestling, you said, you think they powdered their crotches? In between the matches I and mean, those are your words.
1: It's a hygiene thing. Conrad, it's
0: not a, it's a hygiene. It's not a, uh, before, sexual thing. Before we could even talk about the show. You, you said, Hey guys, let's take a break from talking about wrestling. Let me tell you how I have sex with my wife. Well, it's a sponsorship thing. Conrad It's not, but, but now you're like, Oh, I think I've been unfairly represented. You know, we can, well, I think I have, we can deny sponsors. We can <laughs> say, you know, we're not doing that. Now I'm, I'm, I'm liking this man.
1: I, I, I'm enjoying this match.
0: How about this? If if you'd like to sponsor this show, send an email to our main man, Dave green. Hey, hey, advertising at gmail.com. And, uh, he'll get you a spot on here and and we'll see just how ridiculous we can make things for Tony. I guess what I'm saying guys is if you haven't figured out by now, For a little bit of money, Tony Schiavone will literally say whatever you want. And so the voice of your childhood could talk about your product or service or something that you just made up that you just think would be hilarious for him to say.
1: Ah, yeah. That about sums it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like we're not even denying it now, by the way, (laughs) this is a, this is a fun match. I, 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 I know that. You know, people are going to hear that and shit on it, but tell me they're not telling a story here. They are. I think these guys get the psychology of wrestling better than a lot of the boys.
1: Yes, they do.
0: Two of the greatest minds in the history of the business. Fair to say. Without question. And by the way, I wasn't just uh, kidding around. Go listen to corny's drive through. It's fucking tremendous. And and I don't care what anybody says. I know he's controversial. I know he says some mean things about my friends sometimes, but goddamn, he's entertaining. Like just him reading the phone booker. I'd love to see him like host an award show. Can you imagine Jim Cornette oh hosting God. like the Emmys?
1: Vince should bring him out every year and host the, uh, hall of fame.
0: No, not the, like the slammy awards. Um, cause it, you okay. know, he's not going to shit on a legend. Right, I mean, he might, but he would rather shit on, like, if you've been in, so like, like he'll mock Joey Janela's body, and just you know, blah 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 blah, because he's current. But like right. Jody Hamilton, he'll be like, you know, towards the latter part of his career, he was uh, well, large. Yeah. So like, you could tell where he has respect for someone and is trying to explain something, but doesn't want to you know, be mean spirited, but then there's other times where he's just like fucking double barrel venom. And I enjoy both because it's just what a complicated figure. I don't know that there's another human on the planet like Jim Cornette. I think Jim Cornette found his niche in life. Oh, without question. Yeah. I just think it would be fucking. Tremendous to see him in a mainstream setting. The world is not ready for Jim Cornette. He's like our wrestling best kept secret.
1: I, uh, I, I kind of wish the schedule would have worked out where he and I would have been able to work together.
0: Oh, it would have been great. Like, I'm not saying this to be funny and I'm not saying this to make like a political joke, but you know, like uh, the Howard Sterns and Rush Limbaugh's and the guys who made a ton of money and talk radio with their, controversial and often polarizing opinions and takes you telling me they're any more talented than Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette just picked something different, but had he gone into radio, Mm -hmm. he would have been in that rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, because in that, in that era, they wanted you to say something controversial. Well, goddamn, he would do that by breakfast. He's ready.
1: Not only that, he just proved he could throw a pretty good working
0: punch as well. You know, uh, we've, uh, we've talked about the Mount Rushmore yeah. situation on this show for a long time, but if you had a Mount Rushmore of managers, both of these guys are probably on the list, huh?
1: Yeah. And Heenan and who would be the, who would be the next one?
0: I, I mean, I think you would probably go Jimmy Hart. Yeah.
1: Well, see, you should take that powder and put it in your crotch. And if he'd have put it in his crotch and powdered his balls down, that would have happened. Hornet wins it. <laughs> oh, and the fans enjoyed that. There you go. Look at the crowd, dude. Yeah. Listen, well done, that's guys. That's
0: the biggest reaction of the night. Well done. I'm not kidding. Look at the crowd. Yeah. Good for them. That guy could not wait to get Paulie's pants. <laughs> I got in Paulie's pants tonight. Hey, by the way, I have a, uh, a racket like that. Do you really? Yeah. Cornet gave me one and signed to keep swinging. So it's in my studio. You know what else I got in my studio in here? Oh, you got all kinds of shit. I know that. I got the, uh, no holds barred laser disc. Oh my God. I got Michael Hayes off the streets, the alternate album cover that they never released. So not the one that you've seen, but like they had two versions of it as like a prototype for Michael and, and they picked the other one, but he kept the one they didn't use. And he gave it to me, which is kind of cool. Wow.
1: That's, uh, some great information. Paulie's scratching his ass as he runs away.
0: I'm just saying like, uh-uh. oh yeah. What's, uh, what's Gordon saying here?
1: Uh, uh-uh. well, we've seen Paulie. We've seen Jim Cornette. We've seen a couple of gimmicks. Now we're going to see another manager who's done crazy shit as well. Right, Gary?
0: Well, you know what we're not going to see? And that's court Bauer because court Bauer has learned the dark arts of professional wrestling. You see, he enters the pro wrestling landscape again with an emerging market of podcasts. And there he collects a variety of podcasts like Tony Schiavone, like Bruce Pritchard, like uh-huh. Jim Cornell, and slowly he's going to convince them all to work for his promotion, major league wrestling. And he's going to have the greats there like Brian uh-huh. Pillman jr. Uh-huh.
1: Well, we really don't, we really don't give a shit about court Bauer. Let's go back to the ring. Oh, that was hurtful. Mm. Well, we had to end it. I shouldn't have said that. Cordell will, will call me now. Said, "Do right. we have heat?" And I'll say, "No, Taz, stop."
0: <laughs> what?
1: Why are you making my life difficult? <laughs> I want. Let me. I want to tell you something. And this is a shoot. I did not get to spend. I did not know Taz that well until we did Starcast Two. He is one entertaining fucker, man. I had some great conversations with him. I have a lot of time for Taz. I really do.
0: I love Taz. I just feel like, um, he's misunderstood. And you know what Taz's only fault is? Nah, what? He cares too much. Nothing
1: wrong with caring too much.
0: That's what I'm saying though. People who, who sort of, mock Taz and say bad things about Taz and sort of quote unquote, hate on Taz. All there is to really hate on is unlike a lot of others, he cares too much, not too little. There's a lot of people in wrestling who don't give a shit. Taz is not one of them. Yeah. (sighs) Rick Steiner has a dog. Rick Steiner has a dog. <laughs> what kind of dog is that? That's Missy Hyatt. Quit being a dick. No, no. What kind of, that's a
1: bloodhound. You know what bloodhounds are good for, don't you?
0: Well, and, and, and I don't know if you saw, but on the other side of Rick Steiner's bloodhound was his coos hound. <laughs> I was just going to say that bloodhounds are good about sniffing
1: out shit.
4: Hmm.
1: So there'll be a lot of sniffing going on. I would think. Kevin Sullivan doesn't give a fuck about a plug out. Look at Steiner fucking laying him in. What's this? Huh. Huh. Oh. God, man. I what a performer Kevin Sullivan was.
0: Jesus. <laughs> what? Are, we, are we talking about the real Kevin Sullivan or our dogs? <laughs>
1: Uh, We're talking about the real Kevin Sullivan. The one only gives a shit about what Xander Bogarts is batting now. How about Dustin Pedroia? He's he's done, isn't he? He's done. He's, his needs are given out. Haven't he? What do you think?
0: Real question. Yeah. Do you have your email pulled up?
1: Uh, no, I will on my phone. No. Okay, I've got it pulled up now. You sent me something? I don't know, did I? I it hasn't come in yet if. Oh, by the way, uh I'd like to say hello to my buddy Dan Saint Germain.
0: Oh, what's up Dan? We love Dan.
1: Yeah, Dan, I was on Dan's podcast uh back in July again, earlier in this month. Where are we? What what day are we here? Yeah, we're here. Okay, yeah. So I was on his podcast a second time.
0: Little little uh return match action. Yeah, little return match action.
1: Little return match action.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Steiner brothers really taking it to the varsity club. <laughs>
1: Who writes this shit on the Urban Dictionary?
0: <laughs> I could tell I said something. You didn't know what it meant. So I'm like, let me catch him up.
1: Oh, God. We could just, we just, I just need to have the Urban Dictionary called up when talking to you. Oh, you know, you know, who's, uh, and I, I guess we've talked about this before, but I think it's worth talking about again, who was very underrated as a performer was Mike Rotunda. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he got his just due because he, he really wasn't that good of a interviewer. Didn't do that good of a promo. He was better when he was a character like IRS, but man, he, he could, he could go in the ring. It could really work. Okay. Yes, Tony.
0: I think you're exactly right on that.
1: Look, 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 sell me that nut shot.
0: <laughs> I like that The way you sell a nut shot is you wallow your legs. Yeah, I
1: know. In reality, you get hit in the nuts. You just go right straight down.
0: How many times have you been hitting the nuts? Real talk.
1: Real talk. Oh, I don't know about four or five times, maybe. How? Oh, I don't know. You're out, you're out in the backyard playing football and someone throws the football at you, hits you in the nuts. Things like that. Before you, you know, when, when you play football on a organized level, you wear a cup. But when you're in the backyard, you don't. And that's where your nuts are exposed. Just little, uh little safety talk from Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson here on WHW. And the safety talk is, when you're playing football, even if it's not organized football, wear a cup. Protect your nuts.
0: I podcast with a cup.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Holy shit. What the fuck was that? I have no idea, but God damn it, it took both of them, did it? Snyder Brothers get the win. Yeah, over the Varsity Club, I guess, or the what's going to become the Varsity Club.
0: Meltzer gave it. or I'm sorry, Wade Keller said it was the best match on the card so far. Gave it a B plus. Huh.
1: Okay, it wasn't bad. Ah. Uh-uh. To my left is Eddie Gilbert. He's had plenty of time, with uh, Missy Hyatt. And what's the guy on the right? What's your name, Sting? Uh-uh.
0: What do you think of Sting's new look here?
1: Wow, the scorpion
0: on the forehead.
1: I like them colors. With the exception. I don't like orange. You can take that orange and fucking throw it away, but I like that teal look. Teal.
0: What about the scorpion on the forehead, like Marilyn Manson?
1: Yeah, that's cool. Ah, uh-uh. Eddie I mean- Gilbert? Uh-uh, we're both dead.
0: I man Charles Manson. You know, what What about Eddie Gilbert? What do you think he'd be doing if he were alive today?
1: Oh, well, Eddie Gilbert would be a main player in wrestling. He'd probably be working for AEW. Eddie Gilbert was a smart guy, man. Not only was Eddie Gilbert a smart guy behind the scenes, he was a cool motherfucker.
0: Was he really? Oh, yeah. Tell me your favorite real-life Eddie Gilbert story. Uh, Him fucking Missy. Oh. Oh, so. I know he's supposed to be wrestling Great Moodle, but this looks like Sting's entrance at WrestleMania.
1: Yes, it does. It also looks like what happens when you walk in Benny Hanna.
0: Never been. All oh, for crying out loud. We don't have a Benny Hanna in Alabama. Well, it does he? You don't.
1: Shit. There's a lot of restaurants they don't have in Alabama, but you've been to them. Name one uh, that they don't have in Alabama that you've been to. That's the on Palm. My, no, we got them in Alabama. You do?
0: No. I didn't think so. I, I got gotcha. you. I was trying to work a gimmick and say that's actually. Check this out Muda is a heel. But fans love this. Look, this ninja look ninjas are over 1999. I know that's a silly sentence, but they were, mm-hmm. he's got the face paint. He's got the cool ring entrance gear. He's got the cool entrance. He does fancy moves. How about that handspring back elbow and the moonsault. So fans love him, even though he's a heel Here's Sting your world television champion.
1: I don't understand why Eddie Gilbert's walking out with him. Of course, I don't understand the storyline and we didn't listen to the interview, but
0: we didn't listen. Cause you were talking about how he was having sex with his girlfriend,
1: which is always a good idea to do.
0: What have sex with your girlfriend?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know, I know the thing is, uh, wait till you're married, but <laughs> I don't agree with that.
0: Who said that was the thing? Well, that's the, that's, That's
1: kind of the thing you're supposed to, aren't you? That's
0: the thing down at your Catholic church. I don't think that's the thing for our listeners. If you're listening to this show, you ain't waiting for shit. You're just waiting for somebody to say yes.
1: Which is real life. But on a, I mean, that's what your parents always say. Wait, wait until you're married, son.
0: So the great mood of blowing mist here, uh, Wade's going to say that the first few minutes of this feature, some moves that would even make tiger mask envious.
1: Well, I can't wait. What are they going to do? Stand in opposite rings and Jack off.
0: Remember how 10 minutes ago you said you've been unfairly represented on this show? Yeah. I
1: believe so. Come on,
0: Stinger. There you go. I like the bit about, we're not doing it in that ring. We're doing it in this ring. No, I'm not leaving that ring. We're doing it in this ring. How about Sting's black rat tail? What do you think? I like it. Can we surprise he didn't keep it? Can we dye our hair blonde? You want to?
1: I know what would happen, what you would say, let's dye our hair blonde. I say, okay, so the next show we go to, uh, when we're going to Wayne, New Jersey, we'll have our hair blonde. I'll say, okay, deal. And I'd show up with blonde hair and you wouldn't.
0: How excited are you to be in Wayne, New Jersey for our, pretty, uh, our next live show?
1: Pretty damn excited. So this one make Tiger Mask envious. Just two, oh, he, just two moves from the top. One by Muda, and one by Sting over the two ropes. Oh, there you go. That's pretty fucking cool.
0: What did you what call did, that?
1: Over the top. Yep. Look at that! There he goes. See that? You know what? And that brings up another issue here. Everything doesn't have to have a fucking name. I think we get tied up in names sometimes. Every maneuver or move doesn't have to have a name for it. And by the way, names are made up things anyway. Someone first called that a flying clothesline or a flying lariat. Someone was the first person to say, sunset flip someone was the first person to say suplex so what does it matter i mean i think we could get caught up in the names that just he just he's hitting him in the side of the head with his fist he comes back in the ring and he sends a fist to the back of the head no let's call that a spine jabber let's call that a scoop slam with a forward roll. And let's call that, I don't know. Oh, let's call that a lateral press with a knee to the goozle.
0: Remember how you said you've been unfairly represented? Yes.
1: Just right. I'm just giving opinions here. No, no, I got you. I mean, I I listen to what what goes on the day and I just think that god does everything have to have a Like end of days. What's another one? Swan ton bomb. Just, uh, I get it. (sighs) just an opinion. I'm getting fired up now. I can tell. But Hey, so what would you give this show so far? This great American batch of people have been wanting to see forever.
0: Seven stars.
1: Oh, for crying out loud, what there's been some good things. They're doing some pretty good things in this match. Steiner brothers match was good. Uh, the, uh, King of the ring or whatever they did at the beginning sucked.
0: That was called a battle Royale.
1: Yeah. those, Those things there's not, there's never been a good one ever, ever.
0: Tony, did you see the 92 Royal rumble with Ric Flair?
1: Um, yeah, but see, that's, that's a little bit different.
0: Well, oh, there we go. No, it
1: is. It's different when you bring them in one at a time and you have the who's next type coming in type deal. But if you put all 30 of the jackasses in the ring at the same time, it sucks. Because as who told you, you just get in the. Corner and go forearm, 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 right?
0: That was good brother. Luke Gallows. Ah, uh, he said that trading forearms with the good brothers. Mm-hmm. And also calls it chopping meat.
1: It's there's never been a good one ever. And I listen, I saw many of them before I became a wrestling fan. I mean, before I was in the wrestling business while I was a wrestling fan. As a matter of fact. The Crockett's on a regular basis on Thanksgiving night would take two rings like we're seeing right here, go to the Greensboro Coliseum, have a two-ring battle royal. And they would bring in Andre the Giant sometimes. They would bring in some other guys from the AWA at times. They would bring in some other stars that you normally wouldn't see. And you get excited, and then it would suck. But you were excited because you got to see the stars Live in person. So, anyway, back to that, uh, or back to this. The uh, sting and mood has slowed down here a little bit, but uh, still doing some pretty good shit. How about that? I like that, don't you? Throw him out and it. come back in. Yeah. You don't see many any of that. Well, Muda looked good here too, didn't he? Big upper body, thin waist.
0: What's your favorite Muda match? Oh, I can't. I don't know.
1: Muda, you know, I, I don't. I didn't call many Muda matches because by the time I got back, Muda was pretty much wrapping up in WCW,
0: wasn't he? He came back to WCW in um, the Nitro era.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we uh, it's in the archives just recently. He and... I uh,
0: see Chono.
1: No, it wasn't Chono. Who was the other? Was it... Uh, yeah, Chono. You're right. Thank you. I like this version of Muda better, though, than that version. I like the Muda that first came on the scene. That everybody went, Wow, he can do some great shit. It goes back look at that man.
0: <laughs> That's pretty fucking cool. So the ref bump goes. This is gonna cut fuck up the finish here. Uh huh. Misses the stinger splash. Down goes stinger.
1: Here goes Muda. Look at this moon salt. One, and two, Tommy young came in and said, no, only got a two count.
0: Should've been four. Muda had
1: him beat. It's almost as if that should have been Sting with the false finish there since he's the baby face, right?
0: One, two. He counts three, but Muda had the shoulder up. Well, the fans are digging it. It only went eight minutes and here. And so they raised Sting's hand and announced him as still champion, but Muda had the shoulder up. So it looked like it was a pending combination. Ah, both men, both men's shoulders were down. Now there's a debate between the two referees. Whose shoulders were really down? Even though Tommy Young counted the pin, he puts the belt down, and Gary Hart gives the belt to Muda. And there's some fans cheering that Muda has the belt, but they announced Sting as being still champion. So it looks like we we got got a little uh, bit of title controversy here. Yes, we got we got a
1: title controversy. So what do you think of this finish? You like it?
0: I think it's the, uh, this is the best wrestling show in the history of wrestling so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not bad. So they announced him as the still champion, but what's most fascinating about this to me is things rat tail and scorpion forehead, <laughs> a black rat tail, and a scorpion forehead coming up next, we got Lex Luger. And oh. Ricky, the dragon steamboat.
1: Now hmm. they're going to show
0: you the shoulder is up. That's for the, the us title. Here we go. So Sting's left shoulder is already up. It was never down. Now, both the Sting's shoulders are up and Moodle's one shoulders up. We don't have anybody who shoulder both shoulders are down, but Tommy young still counted the pin. So we're going to have to settle it
1: some other time.
0: Well, I mean, how do you think Tommy Young suggested they handle it?
1: Uh, uh, well, I think the guy next to me is swolled up and he's got a belt. He didn't know how to wear it.
0: You take it, Tony.
1: Well, let me say this, Gordon. Here's the fact that I have an L shape and I'm going to ride across the screen with my hand. There's my finger and my thumb again. And yes, I'm the U S heavyweight champion. And there's my finger and thumb again, but I won't show the belt. Nope, I don't want to put the belt around my waist because I want everybody to see my, there you go. Here it is, the belt, United States Heavyweight Championship belt, one that probably Conrad is going to own one day. It's not as good as anything that Dave Milligan makes, but it's a damn good belt. And let me show you again, with my finger and my thumb out, that I am the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. Let me put my finger and my thumb out again. There you go. One more time, I'll just go right across the screen and draw a line with my finger and my thumb. I don't know how to point. Thank you very much, Gordon. What the fuck did I just see? Who the fuck was he? What the fuck are we doing? I'm gonna have a drink. Yes. Uh uh-uh. uh uh souple. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. souple. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Are we <laughs> Well can I just freestyle
0: for a minute with you here? I wonder what it would sound like. If Jim Ross had a conversation with Gordon Solie. playing the role of Jim Ross will be Conrad Thompson. Okay. Playing the role of Gordon. Soleil will be Anthony. I'm sorry. Noah Shivani. All right. You ready? Ready. Huh? Uh, uh. Huh. Uh, uh. Huh, huh? Huh? So play. Sassafras, so
1: huh?
0: uh, uh. Hmm. off Barbecue sauce. Uh, uh. Hmm. Uh, uh. Connie. Mm. My Smart. boy. So why does why help me understand what's going on here? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat standing still on a platform. Carrying a dragon dressed up in S and M gear. At this point, did you guys know that demolition was so over that we just needed to put this lizard in demolition gear? We had the Road Warriors first, and now they've got these copycats out here with this demolition bullshit. Aha! I've got an answer. Why don't we get a big lizard and put him in some S and M gear? What the fuck were they thinking about here? And look at this platform. How narrow it is. Oh. he's got to like surf his way to the ring. I wish that dragon would have pissed
1: and shit on somebody. That'd have been great.
0: This is animal bullshit.
1: Hmm. Wow. What a
0: fucked up entrance that was.
1: You notice how Bonnie came out with a little Ricky. She wouldn't go nowhere near that dragon.
0: He's done after this, by the way.
1: This is his last match
0: last big one. Of course we've been watching the build on our way here on TV and Bonnie's out first in a sequined outfit and just got a little Ricky in his arms. And I feel like somebody has got some explaining to do. I also feel, and you know what?
1: I'm not so sure that I don't know who the director was here. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was Keith, but they, they just set in on a wide shot a lot here. Aren't they?
0: Yeah. You guys had. Really, Shivani by this point. No, I, I wasn't
1: working for them. Get that in your head, fucker.
0: Well, don't worry. You'll be back for uh, Robocop. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite. Look, it stops. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's trying to move it.
1: <laughs> turn, turn.
0: The fucking turntable was supposed to spin all the way around and it got like three quarters and stopped. And then he tried to like, move it with his hips. Like what the fuck It stuck. It's tremendous uh, boy. How how much were they trying to push Lex Luger here with the turnstile, the pyro, they're trying their best to, this is their best WWF impression. Is it not with, yeah, with the, these two it, entrances here?
1: Oh, there it is.
0: And by the way, I don't have that belt. I wish I did. Nobody knows where it's at. It's a
1: famous
0: one. Supposedly it was in, uh, behind glass at jocks and jills, the base of the CNN center. Mm. What do you think uh, Luger's saying here? Let's let's play the audio for the fans. Nobody tells me.
2: A no DQ stipulation, or I'm out of here. You don't get a shot. This bell at all.
0: So Steamboat has to decide: wave the no DQ, or no shot. Here, he, here he's saying again. What? And what he said right there is "motherfucker." I don't know if you heard that. Is that Gary? Speaking Jester? Of
1: motherfuckers, there's Gary Jester.
0: Gary Jester looks like he. uh, Has a stamp collection. Gary Jester looks like he used to like burn insects with magnifying glasses.
1: Yeah, you got a mustache, man. Uh,
0: so was Gary Jester? What was that word in the urban dictionary I sent you today? Uh,
1: a coos hound. What
0: did you say? <laughs>
1: You asked me what you sent me. Was Gary? You were asking, is was Gary Juster a hound? I don't know. What does that even mean? I don't know. It originates from coos. You try. You're doing your best to get me to read this, aren't you? Well, Ain't s- doing it. Ain't going to do it. Here we go. Come on. I can't wait. Steamboat's last match before he goes North and makes some money before he, I guess he went and became a fire beating dragon after this, didn't he? Yes, Tony, you did.
0: I'm not He's answering. Still, I'm not answering you until you, you know, tell me, tell what, me what Gary Jester was did. or wasn't what that means. I don't know. Okay,
1: well uh I'll try to put it in words where that it's not defensive. Fuck
0: it, oh. never mind. This match gets an A, by the way. It's the best match does. on the card so far. Okay.
1: Okay, let me use it in a sentence.
0: No, just don't. Just fuck it. The match was beautiful as was expected. Both men excelled. Ricky, why bring back the family when you finally got rid of that stigma of an image and to bring a dragon? What's the point? Ho, uh, Luger's posing at the beginning was reminiscent of Hogan's at WrestleMania 4. Hey. There's two definitions of Kuzhound in here. The match was still tremendous. Don't do it. Please don't do it. By the way, coming up next, uh, we've got the war games match. Are you excited about the war games? One of these uh two things
1: was posted by com.
0: Freebirds and the Samoan SWAT team on one side, Road Warriors. And, uh, Dr. Death and the Midnights on the other side. So it's going to be a fun brawl coming up here in a minute in war games. And then don't forget in your main event, Ric Flair and Terry Funk for the world title, uh, that one's going to get an A as well. So
1: using it in a sentence, the second definition says surely sure was an easy fucking coos hound. No, just use it in a sentence. Uh -uh. Tony Soprano is the biggest coos hound around.
0: No, no, no. That's another one. No, please stop. It's not entertaining or funny. It's just like our show.
1: Well, I I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed this. I, we got to find more urban dictionary words to use here.
0: No, I'm just never going to do it again. We'll just call it straight. So this match gets an A, huh? By the way, on the other side. You guys were uh, debuting no holds barred. It was the, the summer movie, which is why I mentioned that I had it on laser I was hoping you would talk about it a little bit, but, uh, you paid no attention to this podcast.
1: I will talk about it because I watched it recently. I loved it.
0: I don't care what you thought about the movie. I meant the promotion of the movie, the movie premieres, you know, what it was like for the company promoting a movie at the time. You'd never done it before.
1: I was great. I interviewed Kirk Fuller. He was in full character and, uh, I interviewed tiny Lister He was in full character. I felt like that I was, as Vince McMahon would have said, while drinking a bottle of water, doing movies. So I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed that at the end of No Holes Barred. I've said this before. I thought it was, I didn't realize at the time, but he kills Zeus. He kills Kurt Fuller, electrocutes him, and everybody cheers. See that table on the outside there, Conrad? I do. Yep. Maryland commission, sports commission. The biggest scam ever perpetrated on athletes. Explain. They were just there
0: to get money.
1: That's all they were there for. Why were you there? To get money.
0: Is that Dave Silva calling right now?
1: Uh, I don't know why Dave Silva's ringtone shows up on other guys' things.
0: You've really done a poor job here. Yeah. We'll call the match here. Well, what were
1: we talking about before Dave
0: Silva? What were we talking about? No holds barred. Oh yeah.
1: It was, it, and I just, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was just a, a terrible movie that was put out there and I enjoyed terrible movies. Rip them. Yeah. good stuff. So you got it on laser disc, huh?
0: Yep.
1: You got a laser disc player? Yep. No, you don't. No one's got a laser disc player anymore.
0: Look, if you know all the answers, why are you even bothering asking me the questions? Just you you take it from here. No. No, come on. Do you have a VHS player? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: You have an 8 track? Yeah. Cassette? Yeah. Turntable? Yeah. Got 45s? Yeah. How about 78s? Do you have those? Yeah. That's what I thought. How about the old Victrola with the needle and the big speaker? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise you if you're a collector. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, man, that was pretty good. Fuck. No, Luger doesn't usually throw clotheslines like that, Conrad. Yeah. Uh- What do you think about that cell jump by steamboat? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Laser disc. My God. Yeah. That must be worth a lot of money. Yeah. Tony Schiavone must have been your favorite announcer of all time. Nope. Aha! Fox, Steambo, there you go, buddy. I love those chops. Oh, what the fuck's Tommy Young doing? Steamboat could not only choppy, he would put his whole body and his legs into it, you know? Yeah. All right, get out of that mode. Nope. Whoa, heading shoulder up. Remember, this was the same place where Luger bled and the match was thrown out by the Maryland State Athletic Commission. Yeah. Oh, crossbody one. So that's got an A from. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: From the, <laughs> from the observer. Yeah. Uh, God. hey! I bet you Tony Schiavone is your favorite podcaster.
0: Nope. Huh. Hmm. Oh, really? Huh. Hmm. Okay. That's a friend. Huh.
1: fuck! These guys are having a good match here, man. This is pretty cool. Of course, you know, anybody could have a good match with Steamboat. But it takes two. Huh. Was JR doing commentary on this? Of course. Why, why haven't they shown him a great
2: condition that he's in both physical and mental condition, That's kind of, interesting. He's able to continue to go
1: after the pounding that he's taken. So far. usually you, you get your play-by-play guys the to fans, you know
0: set the stage for you. Ball. And then I the haven't seen State it at all. First year of- Bob Cottle and Jr. on the call. As you hear there. Interesting. It, it is weird because normally if, if JR's doing it, there's
1: 38. JR on cameras, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her. Her. I thought JR and Coddle were a great team. I really did,
0: without question. You know, you you busted my balls recently here on the show about the number of unread emails I have. Yeah, it motivated me a little bit. Good, you you cleared them out. Do you know how long that would take? So here's what I've done Started unsubscribing to junk Yeah I did it for a week straight Uh Uh-huh It's really cut down in the email Oh, I know As of now You know, with all the improvements I've made I only have 136,769 unread and as you said last week, At it was 150, 150, 156 last you saw. So I've got rid yeah. of 20,000. That's good, man. Yeah. How come you get mad when I say yeah? You know, I uh
1: here's an idea. You can set your you can set your uh Gmail to what whenever something says starcast in it, it goes into like a starcast folder. Yeah, automatically. Yeah, then you just have to read that. Yeah, because as we know, closer we get, the star casts, uh, the least time you have for anybody else.
0: Oh, why are you saying that to be a dick? A little. I'm just stating fact. This is going to be a much easier star cast.
1: <sighs> That's good, because there wasn't anything easy about putting together that stuff in Vegas. Klondike bill. There he is.
0: God bless him. What's he, what's he on the headset for? What are they talking? Who's talking to him?
1: They They just say ring the bell. That's
0: all. I mean, couldn't he figure that out on his own?
1: No. Back then they, they, you couldn't ring the bell until they told you to.
0: Why does he gotta be at ringside to do it? Why don't they just put him somewhere else?
1: Because he's, whoa. Cause he's Klondike bill. Needs to be out and about checking out the women. Oh he oh, down the referee. The
0: he can't knock down the referee. And the referee asked for the bell? Yeah, of uh, course. God bless America. Another screw job finish on this pay per view. Oh and oh. he slung Tommy Young out of the ring. Let's listen to the call here.
2: crushed his head in if hit him one. he's going to chase him right on out of the arena, he's going to, man, liver is running for his life, Steve holding that, he failed, he checked right over here.
0: Man, how into that chair shot was the crowd? Like they are roaring. Listen to this. Yeah. What if he would have hit Bonnie with the chair?
1: Wow, probably been up another big roar. I thought it was funny that Luger, during that exchange we were listening to it, Luger got hit with the chair that first time, after you know after the DQ, and then he stepped out of the ring, and I guess teamboat said no, come back in, because he got hit with the chair, and he came right back in the ring. You would think that once you got hit with the chair, you'd run, which he eventually did, but he had to come back in the ring first. Not, with the exception of the finish, not bad at all, really. Every time I see Steamboat, I'm thinking, one of the most amazing performers ever. Really. God, the guy could do everything. There's a DQ. Wow, ain't it? He looked good. He had great charisma. Show the rage he could sell, just let's go back to the wide shot, please, and just sit on that for a while.
0: Why do you so tore up about it? Oh, there he is go ahead what do e j r come on Her. all right, ladies and gentlemen. here we are at the great american bash nineteen eighty nine let me tell you, I am the number one wrestling announcer in the world. You can't convince me any different. You see, I thought Tony Schiavone was gunning for my spot. He's not even the lead announcer for the goddamn Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> and they don't have the type of action that we've had in these two double rings here. Coming up next, we're gonna set up a cage—not one of those funky-ass blue cages that, well, not like Blue Chew, but you know, one of them shitty cages. Instead, we got the real deal. Let's go to the Freebirds. Uh, hey, Michael. What do you say
1: there, Michael? I am Jimmy Garvin. And I'm a pilot. And we've got a couple of Samoans right below us here. One is Fatu, and I don't know who the other one is. But what do you think of the sunglasses we got on? What else do I have to say? I've become a free bird. I used to be gorgeous, Jimmy Garvin. Hi. Hey. I got a dog named Denzel. Hey, I'm going to wear a fanny pack all the way up until the year 2019. Hey, I'm a gimmick. Hey, I'm cool. Hey, who are these two Samoans in front of me? Hey, we're going to be in war games. Hey, war games are going to suck because (laughs) we're in it. Hey, the only guy here that can work is the guy behind me who I'm keeping. Put my head in front of Terry Bam Bam Gordy. The only one of the free birds that knew how to work. Only thing I had was a moonwalk and a punch. Hey, Conrad's a good friend of mine. Hey, I'm going to still be in the wrestling business when none of these motherfuckers in this shop with me will be. Hey, I'm going to be making good money. Hey, bad street USA. Hey, give me a joint. Hey, did you pull my ass? Hey. Give me a joint. Hey, Bad Street, Atlanta, <laughs> GA. Baddest place in the whole USA. Oh, wow. Bad Street, nasty and hot. The further down the block you got, the better it got. Dun 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 dun. I'm singing, Terry, Michael, Michael. Michael, who are these fuckers in front of me biting their ears? Michael, I'm a real wrestler. I ain't going to be put about with these guys biting their ears in front of me. Michael, I can outwork all you motherfuckers. Michael, I took my sunglasses off. Michael, I never liked the fucking song. Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. Bad Street in the whole U. Michael, shut up. I'm talking now. Let's go to the ring. Who were the who were the uh, who were the one was Fatu, right? Yes. And who was the other one?
0: Uh, Let me look that up. I don't remember both of their names.
1: That's not Rikishi. Wasn't Fatu and Rikishi the original
0: Samoan SWAT team? Um, Samu and Fatu. Samu and Fatu, okay. There you go. All right.
1: So we've got them as one team in War Games, right?
0: Fatu is
1: uh, Rikishi, by the way. That w- that was Rikishi. Wow, I-, I missed that one. I'm sorry.
0: What's Stan Lane saying here?
1: Stan Lane saying, "I'm standing beside a mute, so I'm going to be talking." Jim Cornette has already won his match. He powdered up his crotch, (laughs) and I'm standing beside a mute. I will never stick that microphone in front of this guy's face. Hey, I'm flying high. Who the fuck was that that just went by? I'm flying high again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, boys. Here I am flying high. Get out of my way. That's right. Jim Ross is a friend of mine. That's right. Anybody who's a friend of mine knows that I'm not going to hurt you. I'll hurt any of the other motherfuckers because here's the fact of the wrestling business. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers ever. <laughs> I may not know how to hold the microphone near my mouth, but I can fucking wrestle. And I was a great amateur wrestler, a great football player. And the f oh, let's bring in these face painted jackoffs. There's to my right is Hawk. Hawk, you're a hell of a man. And then to my left is Joe Larnatus. Joe, why don't you play frisbee with your brother? And leave us to wrestling. All right? Here's the fact. One, two, three. We're going to take them down. And the fact is, is that we've got war games coming up. We've got two members of the Midnight Express. We've got two members of the Road Warriors. And we've got Dr. Dusty Williams. We are really, really badasses. If you know what I mean? I mean, we're shooting badasses. me Well, let me tell you this, Dr. Dusty Williams. I may be look bad. And have face paint and look like I'm with these big traps, a bad motherfucker, but I'm really a fucking walking dumbass, is all I am from Minnesota. That's right. I'm not as famous as my son, who was a football player and a star at Ohio State and became a star with the Rams as well. Tell him, Hawk. What a rush. Tony Schiavone. What a rush. Tony Schiavone. Wow. Let me tell you this. I'm going to go in here. I was in the first war games and I hurt JJ Dillon. I may just end up hurting somebody else. And I may start with Michael Hayes because, well, no one really likes Michael Hayes. So I'll start with him. I'll hurt him. And then I may hurt Jimmy Garvin. Can't hurt the Samoans. Wouldn't want to hurt Bam Bam Terry Gordy. There you go. War games. There's your teams, man. You excited about it? Well, I mean, it's going to happen,
0: and and I like that they had these. <laughs> uh, God damn, <laughs> God, these
3: white pants.
0: And God. of course, Michael Hayes right out front with the sequiny shirt and white pants, and they got Terry Gordy dressed up in these. He ain't gonna wear that type of outfit, but he's got yeah. the shades on in the back
1: when they all started running down the ramp. It looked like a fire drill to strip club. Whoa,
0: let's leave. <laughs> a fire drill at a strip. We can turn the show off. We ain't <laughs> beating that one today.
1: Uh, I don't know about you, fuckers, but I am wide shot it out. Okay, enough, enough. I don't think we show-
0: care as much as you do about the wide shots. Oh, I just it just bores the fuck out
1: of me. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> you got you've got guys with with ringside cameras. You got Jackie Crockett down there. You got Tim Smith. You got some great ringside cameramen who have done the job before. Fucking use them. Show a fan reacting. By Look the at way. this. This has to be WWE. Just had to take all the tapes and build their own tape and build their own shots.
0: Let me read you some reviews from the torch. All right. The bash had class. I thought it was as good, if not better, than any other pay per view I've ever seen. What will they do with the skyscrapers? The fans love Sid and were bored by Dangerous Dan. Paulie Dangerously not only looks like Brother Love's slimmer pale twin, oh. but he runs like him with colored bloomers on. Sting's new look is great. I like Steamboat but he should have left everyone home war games, put them all in a cage at once and let them brawl funk flair. in one word classic rating nine. Here's another one. The NWA's pay-per-view shows continue to set a pace of excellence. They're setting a pace of wrestling, which can, which merges the golden era to the modern era of high spots and circus performers like it or not. It's the best out there. They're getting the most out of their talent and that's great. I am though totally sick of hearing about and seeing Ricky steamboats family. His family is no more unique than any other wrestlers. I'm also sick of Tommy. I am the main event young pay-per-view seems to be replacing live shows in a way, I guess it's okay though. I do love the action in the NWA I'll remind them of porno rule number 34 B. If you get it every time it gets boring, but for now let's enjoy. I know I did. But since I got only what I expected and no more, I rated a 6.5. Another one far and away. The greatest pay-per-view I've ever seen. It would be hard to imagine anything topping this effort by the NWA. Aside from a few technical glitches and a couple of bouts that were not quite up to par, this card should be the standard bearer for professional wrestling. I just hope that enough people saw it to make a significant difference for the NWA. And he gave it a 9.5. And how about Wade Keller's review? It wasn't the same without Dusty Rhodes, Butch Reed, and the Iron Sheik. Not to mention my disappointment at the absence of the ding-dongs. But Jason Hervey's appearance did make up for it. Seriously, I feel at this point that this was the best pay-per-view show of the year, if not ever. From top to bottom, it was a blast without a moment of boredom. Luger's self-bashing move with the chair was the move of the night. I like the Gary Hart, Terry Funk Alliance, not to mention mood is thrown in there too. Thought the crowd was enthusiastic and in most cases reacted as the NWA would have liked. Loved Ross's explanation of why the skyscrapers are athletes and the unnamed twin towers are lethargic. Sting's new look is pretty neat. And I think he hasn't been as hot as he is right now since clash one with flair. Bob Cottle was much below his normally good job. Actually, he was terrible and embarrassing at times. How about giving Lance Russell more exposure? Thought solely was nice touch. Although he wasn't smooth. Much of the time I've watched it three times already and probably several more by the time you read this, I give it a nine. I,
1: uh, I like the show. I, I don't like these wide, these continual wide shots. We've heard God. damn Okay. So let me finish motherfucker. But it sounds like, I don't know if it, it sounds like Wade Keller's jacking off to it.
0: What's the greatest fucking wrestling pay-per-view of all time. Are you not even listening? I'm listening. It, this is the greatest wrestling
1: pay-per-view of all time. Yeah. Didn't you hear him say that? Bull fucking shit. It may have been the greatest wrestling pay-per-view up until 1989, but bullshit. It was good. It had some good stuff, and I'm sure this match is going to be very good. Hell, they got two guys who can work starting things out. Going at it, man. Then you still got Flair and Funk, which I'm sure they're going to, you know, they're going to tear the roof off of those two guys because they knew what the fuck they were doing. And they had good storylines leading up to it. So they had people excited about it. But you know what, Conrad? They still had the dark matte covers. They still had the dark. Whoa, fuck. Do you remember watching this as a kid?
0: No, I didn't watch this shit.
1: Oh, come on.
0: No, huh. What were you watching
1: in in 89? Are you serious right now? Yes. You're watching Hulk Hogan.
0: Thank you. Okay. I mean, every kid my age was. This right. was this was adult wrestling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess specifically, I probably in 89 here. Yeah, I was still watching Hulk Hogan. Okay, oh, sure. but it wasn't going to be long. And then it was time. <laughs> I feel like this is the music you turn on when you get that blue pulsing through your veins. Is that the best wrestling music ever or what? That's pretty fucking cool. I have to agree. It's got to be top five best themes ever.
1: It was one of those themes when it hit fans went fucking nuts.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: And then the bell rang. But I get it. What you're talking about. I mean, this was the target audience for WCW was much different than the target audience, the WWE,
0: you know, who had the best theme music on this show,
1: on this show. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite has always been, and and I kind of made fun of it. My favorite always has been the Freebirds, Bad Street USA. They
0: didn't come out to that. They didn't. No.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't know who's who had the best theme music.
0: No, they may have, but this one. Come on, you don't act like you don't. You like you don't know which one this is. Look who's no. in the ring, dude. Okay. You gonna tell me that's not? That's the original one, man Dude, that's the real Midnight Express theme That's the jam you add out on that? You don't like that? No, I like that That's
1: cool yeah, Bobby and uh, Jimmy Jam going at it here, man Good shit
0: The opening of uh, Bad Street was underrated, though Really right here huh. I're going tell you the coolest one of the coolest things I did in my little wrestling podcast run here that's clearly coming to a close. <laughs> Stop it. Is we did a live show in Atlanta finally. Bruce and I did. Earlier this year. And uh Yeah. Yeah. Michael Hayes was our surprise guest. Oh my god. And we've talked about Michael Hayes weekly at that point for over two years. And nobody ever thought he was going to show up. And it, it was almost like uh, Bruce Pritchard described it as like uh, in the movie Talladega Nights, where Ricky Bobby leaves race tickets for his dad to every single race he's ever been in, but his dad never comes. Yeah. Well, every time we did a live show, you know, we were piggybacking WWE, we would invite Michael Hayes, and every time he would say he would try, then he never made it. Then we wound up there Super Bowl weekend, and he said, Okay. But you're going to have to send a car to get me. I ain't coming. Cause you know, <laughs> he lives in the fucking woods. Yes, he does. You've been in his house, right? Yes, I have. So, oh yeah, I was there. So he lives in the middle of fucking nowhere in the woods. Uh, and it's not like anywhere near downtown Atlanta, way out in the sticks. It's got a great place. I'm not disparaging the house. I'm just saying it's not downtown. So we're doing our, uh, our shit and he wants, uh, a car to pick him up. Well, of course I can't just send a car unless it's an Uber. So I send an Uber XL and the guy's there and Michael won't come out of the house. <laughs> so it's one of those deals where <laughs> what time is the show? I don't remember the time. So I'm just going to tell you it's six and I'm going to say, well, it starts at six, but we don't need you until like seven fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Why good. don't you send a car to get me at seven? Well, Michael, you're forty five minutes away. So if he gets you at seven, if there's any traffic, you'll arrive after the show's done. So? Well, <laughs> we kinda want you to be on the show. All right then. 645. I'm like. <laughs> Michael. It's 45 minutes away. Why don't we just say six thirty? And if you're a little late, that's okay. All right, then. So the guy shows up at six 25. Michael doesn't come out. So the guy calls me and says, I'm here. And I'm like, Hey, you're not picking me up, picking up my buddy. I'll let him know you're there. I call Michael from the stage. He doesn't answer. And then the guy's blowing me up and I'm like, Hey. He he's there. Just hang tight. Eventually, the guy fucking leaves, and then Michael calls and says, "Where's your goddamn driver?" <laughs> I told you I'd be ready at seven o'clock. I'm early. It's six fifty-five. Uh, we said six thirty. I wasn't ready then. I'm ready now. So anyway, when, when I know that he's finally there and it's like my proudest accomplishment, I get the text as I'm on stage and we just, uh, do like a pause and I don't know how I threw to it, but there was some sort of slick way. I threw to it and the music kit and everybody's looking around. Cause somebody really remembers the beginning. Like what the fuck is that noise? But then when the fucking guitar hit, everybody's like, holy shit, that ain't real. And then not only. Is he here in his full gimmick, but he danced and pranced the whole way to the ring <laughs> and then got on stage and sort of showed, ass for him for a minute. And then, you know, the further down the block, he went, the better it got sang along with him, and the whole fucking crowd singing bad street. It's like one of the coolest. I know that doesn't sound that cool, but when you've got 350 people seeing bad street USA and they're doing it because this is this iconic character in wrestling that has become larger than life on our show cuz we've talked about it every single week and nobody expects he's ever actually going to be there and we didn't advertise him and he was. And I think that's what's fun about wrestling is the surprise, which is why whenever we have a live show and we have a guest, I never promote it. Because I just think it's better just for it to be a surprise.
1: Yeah, because you get to the point to where they say, "Got to go. You don't know who's going to show up."
0: Yeah, but it's also, you know, like if you know they're coming, it's not as fun. No, you're right. Like, oh, they're, they're going to be here and da they're here. But like, if you think, if you think, you know, like Lois is just going to go to bed without even giving you a kiss goodnight, night. And then she gives you a little bit of the old, how's your father? You're really excited. Yeah. It's a nice surprise. Absolutely.
1: In our case, I would have a heart attack.
0: Why? If it was her idea, you mean? Yes. You have to initiate. Oh my God. Every time. What's that sound like?
1: She has never kissed me. What? She's never kissed me.
0: How is that possible? I've always kissed her. And she'll, she'll accept it if you do it, but she's not right. coming to do it. Right. Hmm. Never. So when she you guys never kissed me, when you guys go to counseling, do you talk about that? You don't go to counseling. Do you think maybe you should?
1: No. Well. We, we had gone to counseling when the kids were growing up and we had five kids and it was kind of crazy, but we stopped going.
0: Got it all figured out. No,
1: we ain't got it all figured out. That was a waste of money and time. So yeah, we had it all figured out, but But no, she's never, she's never kissed me. Why not? She just doesn't initiate kisses. She never has.
0: You think you have bad breath?
1: Nope. No, I don't. I just never initiated kisses. Okay. And she's never jumped my bones.
0: That's not true. You told us here on the show that she threw that monkey on you.
1: (laughs) Threw that monkey on.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't get cute. Now you said straight up when y'all first were dating or whatever. Yeah. One of the very first days, she threw that monkey on you and now you're going to like, it didn't happen.
1: Uh, this is fat too. I mean, this is Rikishi right here. No. Oh man. Do that monkey on me.
0: Why did that get on me? It just it doesn't get on me. That's
1: funny. I like, I like that term.
0: Well, I'm glad you like it.
1: (laughs) So what do you think about these war? It's pretty good, isn't it? Nah, a lot of pretty good bumping going on here.
0: It's not pretty good. It's the greatest wrestling pay-per-view ever. That's what all the fans say. Now me, I say it's ECW one night stand 2005. Have you and I watched that together yet? I don't think we have.
1: No, but that has to be one of our next ones. Doesn't God damn. We've watched uh, a number of ECWs.
0: Yeah, we just need to watch some more.
1: I agree. I can't get enough of Francine.
0: do you stop it?
1: I can't get enough of Francine. I'm sorry. What? what why do you do? Why? Are,
0: I don't understand. Just she was just. Uh, you have like an unhealthy obsession,
1: dude. Well, with Francine, it's unhealthy that I think that I. Thought she was sexy and attractive and beautiful, that's unhealthy.
0: Well, you're married and you're talking about another woman this way. Maybe that's why your wife doesn't initiate. You ever think about that? <laughs> you may have something there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love you. We should Tony. have gone to you for counseling. I oh, love you, Tony funny. <laughs> I love you went from shitting on its hook. Goddamn. That's actually pretty logical. <laughs> God it tickles me. Oh,
1: uh, uh, relationships are funny. Are they really? Yeah. They're funny. That's what it's all about relationships. Good or bad.
0: Yeah. And you, you started to give me a little credit for, uh, relationships in your life. Yeah. Shit.
1: Here in 2019, as you and I said here, as the summertime is winding down, I'm going to give you credit for everything in my life right now. Oh,
0: God. I am. I keep turning my life around. And yet you won't initiate for me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm initiating right now.
0: If you think we're not going to make that a T-shirt. Huh. Hmm. I'll buy heard, it. Have you ever heard the R. Kelly song Ignition? Here we go. What? Does it have the word cooter in it? No. <laughs> oh my God. I used that word at home the other day. Oh, oh my God. It was tremendous. <laughs> was it? I'm
1: sure it went over like a lead fucking balloon turned a punch bowl.
0: No, it was great. It got over. And then I started to abbreviate it. To shorten it up, tighten it up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Would you say coot?
0: Or coot, coot. <laughs> I, I, I got it over, dude. I didn't see it coming. I'll be honest.
1: Uh, it is a very entertaining word. Cooter. Oh, it's tremendous. It's funny, and this funny. It is. It's, it's a funny word.
0: That's what we're trying to do here on the show.
1: Yes. We're trying to come up with funny words. Stan Lane coming in, buddy, clearing out the house. So I just sent you the lyrics. God. You always send me these lyrics.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be doing,
3: right? (laughs) What's
1: he had the sheet of paper and he went, I don't want to see that.
0: So, uh, I guess what, what I'm suggesting here is yeah. that we need to get over initiate. Initiate. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to make that a thing, but I just okay. sent you the lyrics to an R Kelly song named ignition. As this is sort of our deal where you're going to do a song a week now.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: oh my God. And we are. It's our gimmick now. I need you to do this one. Now this one is, let me tell you a lot less offensive than one I've had you reading lately. All right. So I think you'll enjoy this one. Let me know what you think. We're ready. Have, we're ready. It to hasn't continue.
1: arrived yet. It's going to arrive here in a minute though.
0: You got business internet. Click refresh. God damn it. I am. There it is. Here we go. Here we go. Pretty excited.
1: <clears throat> okay. Uh, here's Paul Lee saying, no, I'm not trying to be rude, but Hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you the way you do the things you do. Remind me of my Lexus coupe. That's why I'm all up in your grill trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach. The way you got me playing the field. Now give me that toot toot. <laughs> And I'll give you that beep beep. (laughs) Running my hands through my fro, bouncing on 24s, while they say on the radio, this is the remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh, out of the kitchen. Mama rolling that body, got every man here a wishing. Sipping on coke and rum, like so what, I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have some fun. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> bounce, 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 bounce. Bounce, 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 bounce. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Bounce, bounce. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Bounce, 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 bounce. Bounce, bounce. Now it's like once you get out of them clothes, privacy is on the dough. Still, they can hear you screaming more. Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling. No more hopping and wishin'. All right, hopin' and wishin'. I'm about to take my key and stick it in the ignition. So give me that toot toot, and I'll give you that beep
4: beep.
0: Uh, that's enough. We're good. Okay. Thank God. Oh God. What do you think my favorite line in the whole deal was?
1: <laughs> Your favorite line in the whole deal was, uh, "Give me that toot toot, and I'll give you that beep beep."
0: Scroll down until you see, uh, two question marks and read those two lines. Can I get a toot toot?
1: Can I get a beep beep?
4: <laughs> ah, this is the best. And
1: the last line is just thugging it out. That's R. Kelly, huh? Well, God bless him. You and I could write songs. You and I could write lyrics for rap songs.
0: <laughs> this is what I've been trying to say for weeks, and you always shut it down. But I want us to do rap. Oh, you want us to do our own rap? You want yeah. us to do our own rap song? Yeah. Come up with lyrics, okay? We can. Listen, he got over toot toot. You tell me I can't get over coo coo. I know I can. <laughs> Coot coots way more of a toot toot ever was. Let me get some of that coot coot. <laughs> See, that's the tugboat version. <laughs> oh. Why is this so much fun? Let me just tell you, it's a lot more fun than watching the free birds in a war game. <laughs> yes. So
1: the name of our and the name of our group's gonna be called the Coos Hounds.
0: I can't we can't do that. No, stop it. <laughs> we can't do that. Jesus. I, I mean, here's the deal. My mom's going to want to come to my concerts. She's very supportive. Uh, I have a very supportive mother. I know. She might know what the word coos means. I can't do that. Here's the deal, Conrad.
1: <clears throat> don't invite your family to your shows. I don't. They just show up because they
0: want to support me. I have a supportive family. We've got,
1: you know, we're going to be in Wayne, New Jersey.
0: Yeah. Mom's not is, coming to New Jersey. She says, new. she says if America needed an animal, you'd put the hose in New Jersey. Well, and I said, mom, they have enough hose in New Jersey. She thought that was funny. Gave me a high five. Made me a burrito. Um, how excited are you that you have a board that has sound effects on it now?
1: <laughs> I had to hit it there, man. I was going to leave it alone today.
0: I'm not mad at uh, it.
1: But here's the deal.
0: All right. Tell me the We're
1: deal. We're going to be in Wayne, New Jersey, 20 miles away from Matt Schiavone's in-laws. And they're great people. They can't come. That's ex- I told Matt that. I said, none of you, none of Julianne's family can come to our show he said he didn't argue at all <laughs> cuz he has seen our shows he said yeah i got it i went Whew. my sister told me if you guys ever come to virginia i'm coming to your show i no, went you're no not. you're not No, you're not
0: hey let I've me seen... ask uh is Jabber Shivani ever coming to a show I, I hope not so you don't like him
1: no i just Life is good without him.
0: Oh, wow! But that's something that he's going to have to talk to somebody about.
1: No, I, I'm, I'm giving you. I'm I know sick.
0: you're busting balls.
1: I'm it's, busting balls. That's
0: what we do. I mean, you also don't really thug it out. <laughs> Look at this.
1: Wow, I guess that would be a finish.
0: Dude, that's a hell of a finishing maneuver.
1: You fucking A, it is. And so, uh, chat me up about this. I Wade Keller had had enough of Tommy Young?
0: Yeah. Why? I don't know. I have a theory. Okay.
1: And what would that theory be, Conrad?
0: No, I don't know. If I just... It's like when we said the other day, or I guess it was a few weeks ago. Uh, remember that Easter egg that was on Monday night raw? Yeah. Oh, well that's about that rumor. And you know, that got everybody stirred up. They don't know. We were just making shit up. Like none of that really happened to guys. We just wanted to sound interesting. Like we had inside information. Sort of the same thing here with when I hit you with, I have a theory you were supposed to say, oh yeah, I get it. And then we get a bunch of tweets, but instead you were like, well, what was it? Fuck. I was oh, making it up. Nothing. Oh, no. You're talking about that theory. Yeah. That one. Oh, oh, I get it. I mean, everybody knows that, you know?
1: Oh yeah, I know. I knew that. I, I wasn't working there at that time. And I knew that.
0: Sure. Why wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. Well, it was common knowledge in wrestling.
0: I agree. Totally. Isn't this match over? Well, I mean, just because the doors open and they rang the bell. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're going to stop. It's a post-match angle, Tony. You ever heard of this? Yeah.
1: How, uh, what, what was the grade that, uh, Wade Keller gave this
0: B? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He gave it a beep, beep. Uh-uh. I think he wanted a little more toot, toot. We're here with one of the all time greats, the master of the Sioux play, perhaps in his most beautiful robe ever that now hangs on the Conradison as does the big gold belt. Uh, we have it on good authority that before Conrad Thompson started collecting your family members, he collected your old memorabilia.
1: Well, that's right. Gordon solely. I'm going to try to do a baby face interview here as best I can. People don't like when Ric Flair does a baby face interview because I don't get the wild eyed and I don't go, woo. The fact is I could do a babyface interview. I can be low key and I can still get pussy tonight.
0: Well, I, I have it on good authority that that's not your primary focus tonight.
1: Yeah, you're wrong. My primary focus tonight is get out of this thing alive with Terry Funk. Cause you just don't know what he's going to do. You may try to once again, put me through a table with a pile driver, get out of this, have a few clear ones, knock them back. Have someone polish the knob of the baby's arm. I got to have hair. Uh, but uh, that's what I plan to do. Here's the fact is, I may be the nature boy, Ric Flair, but after it all is said and done, I'm just Richard Flair having a drink, getting my knob polished. That's all I want. And I'm going to have someone put a sock on it tonight.
0: Well, I'm sure the fans can't wait to hear all about your baby's arm in a few years when Tony Schiavone is plucked from relative obscurity by the pod god Conrad Thompson.
1: Well, here's the fact that uh, he's turned Shivani's life around and uh, I kind of turned his life around too in Las Vegas. (laughs) It was a different way though I did that. Um, But the fact is, is that as long as I get my knob polished, doesn't matter what age I am. Uh, And the fact is that you cannot bleach your pubic hairs.
0: Well, we've heard that Tommy rich puts uh, peroxide on his balls and, and, and he would dip his sack in peroxide.
1: Well, Tommy rich never got as much pussy as I did. That's a fact. There may be some redneck women in somebody's offices that loved him.
0: Well, but. we're going to go find those redneck women right now while you go out there and put on a performance of a lifetime with the greatest wrestler that ever lived Terry funk. Her, that's exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out here amongst the all-star crew, not only of wrestlers, but of broadcasters. You see Bob Cottle, every broadcaster worth his salt is here in world championship wrestling right now. You know, we've got Gordon. Soleil, we've got Lance Russell, we've got Bob Coddle, and we've got by God, Jim Ross. I mean, I can't think of anybody we're missing. Yeah. Well, there was this one guy, you remember him, don't you? He thought he was going to be in Jim Crockett promotions forever, but they sold the company and he left. Well, they left because he ran them out of town on a rail. You see that company was making money hand over fist. And then Tony Schiavone came in and drove the whole thing into the shitter. And I have it on good authority. He's going to do the same thing here. I'm just hoping to jump out and jump onto a much bigger train just in time for WrestleMania.
1: And it sounded something like that. Well, before we get into this match, which Uh is, I got, got about, uh, 25, 30 minutes to wrestle here. Uh, Um, what the fuck? Everybody's coming out of the men's room for this one.
0: Terry fuck, baby.
1: Who the fuck? Oh, okay. He's got policemen with him. I got it. (laughs) It just looked like a bunch of guys at first. He's got heat. Yeah. So don't you think they should be in front of him? Well, they need to be able to see him on TV. Stupid. You still see him on TV if you put your camera in there. He
0: doesn't really have heat. It, they're doing it to make it seem like he's more dangerous and crazy than he really is. It's a gimmick. It's a work. It's a funny, ha ha. One of those. Well, guys I
1: know is, it's a gimmick. It's a work. It's pro wrestling. The guy's smiling. Look at this. Security guy grinning. By the way, I know it's a work.
0: Well, teach me more. Um let's see. If you had a question for Francine at Starcast, yeah. And you finally meet her for an extended period of time. Yes. What are you gonna ask? And before you answer <laughs> it was in the lyrics I just see.
1: Um I would ask her,
0: how's it going? No. Look at this entrance. It's raining pyro. That's pretty cool. Dude, it's badass. Yeah. Look at that. That's his best robe he ever had. I agree.
1: I always thought the black one was great, but that's uh this purple one was super.
0: Super. Look at the big hair on those ladies.
1: Still the eighties guys.
0: he's walking around, kissing them, making them cry. He stuck his tongue out.
1: (laughs) See, now this is the Ric Flair. We know not the one that was talking to Gordon solely in the pre-tape moments ago.
0: How fired up is Rick right here? Wow. You know, here's the thing too. It takes two to tango and as, as many good matches as these guys have had separate when they were working together, it was magic, Gold. dude. Yep. Flair watched this match for the first time about five years ago, four years ago, four or five years ago and called me all excited. And was like, uh, God damn, I was good. He <laughs> he he had never sat down and watched any of his stuff, and I made him watch the match in Chicago, and he loved it. And then he just on his own went and found this one, and was like, Man, this was great. He didn't remember what show it was, and that's the reason he called me. He's like, Hey, when did I wrestle Terry Funk in two rings? I'm like, What? He's like, I was wearing purple shit, and it was two rings. I was like, Oh, I was. Great American Bash 89. He's like, God damn, I was good, wasn't I? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I just saw it. Like, I hadn't seen that match ever. He's like, Man, Terry Funk was on his shit that day, man. He was so excited to watch this match back. And I was like, yeah, but that wasn't as good as the New York knockout one. He's like, which one's that? I was like, the I quit match. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, that was better. <laughs> I, was like, I said, i never That's seen this one. I never watched this one. I get it because,
1: you know, I, I would have never gone back and listened to my shit over again. Had, had a
0: not. No, you know, what's funny is I didn't get that. And and I know this sounds it's a totally different thing, but like, sometimes I would say to Bruce, like, uh, Hey, remember, uh, so-and-so or what was the deal with blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, I don't, I don't remember. And that would annoy me. Like, what do you mean? You were there, blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, on our podcast was people discover them really for the first time. If, cause there's a lot of listeners who've jumped on the train with us, they weren't here at episode one, they joined at episode, you know, 48 or whatever. So they're going back in the archives and like, oh man. And then they'll send me some sort of tweet about something we said. And I, I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what he's talking about. Right. Cause it just runs together. I mean, at this point for me, I'm doing four different shows a week, every week. You know, if I'm trying to get ahead, it might be five or six or seven. So the only way to have any idea what they're talking about is to it be brand new or something that really stuck out in your mind. And if it was, you know, like there's probably what, 20 moments in the show that you and I could describe in good detail. Like, Oh, I love this. But outside of that, it's just, Look, it's another one, you know? Right. And so this to to these guys was just another one. Like, you know, just another, oh, we had that match in Baltimore with, with Terry Funk and that's it. So on to the next one.
1: Right. It's like going to the office every day. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. It is. You see this. I don't know if they're going to show her again or not.
0: Oh yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about.
1: The girl with in the black. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. We know what we're talking about.
1: Do you know who she is?
0: No, but.
1: I think she worked, if I'm right, she worked for Bruce Springsteen. There was a girl that was like Bruce Springsteen's publicist or worked in his PR department or whatever.
0: And she sticks out like a sore thumb.
1: She sticks out like a sore thumb and she was a big wrestling fan.
0: You think, uh, she got entertained that evening. I'm
1: sure that she was there for more than one reason.
0: I was going to say, I don't think she just really wanted to have a ringside seat for that Samoan SWAT team match.
1: No, no. I have a feeling that she was intrigued by the baby's arm. Really? Yes.
0: I almost feel like you're implying that my father-in-law at different times in his life could be unfaithful in his marriage. I don't think that I never saw that happen. why did you clear your throat? I had a, I had some phlegm in it. Hey, did you ever see uh, Road Warrior Animal in an Asian massage parlor? No. Okay, because he saw <clears throat> you there once.
1: <clears throat> Let's see. What can I say to get you off this shit? I, um,
0: what's the latest with Diamond?
1: Um, Diamond Dallas Page? No, no. Uh, uh, Diamond Dallas Page doing
0: great. The performer in Vegas that you told us about, right? Oh, I don't know any. I, what? Ooh, what? Huh? What do you? What? You know the? Um, oh, I think the term is "Lady of the Evening." Lady
1: of the Evening. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to say hello to Whitney
0: Wright. Oh, what's up, Whitney? Yeah, there's no way she's really listening. Her. I don't think she's listening. She has uh, a person in her life who listens. Well. Well, I
1: want to say hello to him because wait, I didn't say it was a ham. I want to say hello to her.
0: Why, do we, why does everybody want to say hello be- to
1: this person? Thank you. Because Whitney, uh, Whitney follows me on Twitter how, and, uh, how great is that? Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, I'm kind of like, you ever, you, you're familiar with the term shock and all.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's me when it comes to her. And,
0: um, have you, have you seen any of her performances? Yeah. Uh,
1: just what she tweets out.
0: Oh, well that's enough to get a a, a taste for things.
1: Yeah. Way is it ever. It's, um, but anyway, she was one of the girls that I met when blue chew sponsored, uh, you know, the after party in Vegas. And, uh, she was, uh, she's a nice girl.
0: What do you think about tone? Loke? Oh, man. After party this year.
1: Funky, cold Medina, baby. Now that I like. He didn't want no Oscar Mayawena. It's one of my favorite lines. And he also (laughs) was in the first Ace Ventura movie.
0: Where are you at on uh, Oscar Mayer? I'm for him.
1: Although I don't eat hot dogs much anymore, you know, on this diet. But there's nothing really good as fuck. What's, what's he keep what is, keep pointing at his throat about?
0: My He's goodness. trying
1: to break my neck. He's trying to break my neck. He's trying to. Break my toot, toot,
0: toot. Oh, my gosh. I just made the mistake of clicking over there on Whitney's profile. Yeah. Got to clear our browser history. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's going to believe that I was just doing work in here now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, and the.
0: God damn. I know. She's, uh. (laughs) Oh. That's illegal at least like 20 states. (laughs) She's, she's living the gimmick. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, this has to hurt. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking
1: about? The pile driver? Yeah. Oh, god, I thought you were talking about what you're seeing on Twitter. Um, yeah. The pile driver's got to hurt.
0: You know, pile driver is, uh, something outside of wrestling too.
1: Yeah. It was a, it was an
0: album. There's something besides the music album as well um,
1: okay here's another pile driver little payback for what happened on the table you think uh are you are you watching this or are you still looking at look at that fucking the crane camera taking
0: off. <laughs> Oh God! I'll be back in fifty seconds. <laughs> what? Where are you going? I'm not what? going anywhere. I just... Oh, okay. You just... I'm here. I, I'm. You're scrolling. Ah, uh, I get it. You're scrolling. I, I, she that. Yeah. Uh, and did you
1: realize there were gloves for that? <laughs>
0: I, I, but what a novel idea! I'm. I like. I mean, I didn't even tell you what I was watching, and you knew exactly what I was watching.
1: Yeah, exactly, I did. I don't think you can get those on Amazon. One, two, got a two count. Get the fuck out of here, Tommy said.
0: I gotta get some of those gloves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god! Belly <laughs> the back souffle
0: Is Terry Funk in the best shape of his life right here. You think
1: he looks great. He absolutely looks great.
0: I think Funk had, it was in the best shape of his career from like 89 to 94. Yeah. Look at him. That's the best shape Funk was ever in. Can I tell you, I was watching a movie the other day that I forgot that Terry Funk was in. Did you ever see the ringer with Johnny knock? Oh, he just nailed him with the fucking branding iron. The ringer. Yeah. Oh, that's where Johnny Knoxville, uh, competes in the special Olympics, even though he's not, uh, special needs. Oh, okay. So it's called the ringer. Okay. Uh, I was just on as I was flipping through the channels the other day. And Terry, I, the reason I stopped, not because of the ringer, but I saw Terry funk and I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? So it was the ringer from 'O Five, And I think I've seen that movie before, but I, I, whether I have or haven't, I don't remember Terry funk being in that, but there he was. And now Terry Funk has got Ric Flair busted open. If you're going to watch one match this week only, if you're, uh, don't have a lot of time in front of the TV or, uh, only have a few minutes to devote to wrestling in front of the boob tube this week, this is the best 20, 25 minutes. You can spend Ric Flair and Terry Funk from great American bash, 1989. You got to go see this one. Flair has busted open after being hit in the head with that branding iron and I
1: think it's amazing that we're talking about what a year later after they stopped the Lex Luger match that there's blood there. I think back then you had to let the commission know that these guys are going to bleed.
0: Flair knew what he was doing too. I don't know if he saw, but as soon as they got going, him and Funk went and started brawling on the commissioner's table and the commissioner got up and You just make them feel special and they'll let you do what you need to do. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I know they still have them. And I don't, I'm sure as things have changed all over, uh, the fact is, is that they were not good guys. Most of them weren't. I, I, I see why I I see now why, uh, Wade Keller didn't like Tommy Young. Cause he was trying to, you know, pull Terry funk off and I get it. Fuck Flair really cut a vein there. Didn't he? That's some
0: fucking blood. Peel it back. The, uh, the mat to expose the concrete too. It adds a layer of realism. And I think that's what wrestling fans like myself really enjoy. (laughs) I love funks. I want him bad. And he totally misses, but you know, we're going to sell it. But the idea that, okay, now this is real, right? Where you can get me to suspend my disbelief just for a minute. The hook. Yep. Set that hook baby. Where's Terry Funk in your all time list? Top five? Top ten?
1: Top ten. Again, you got to qualify the list, right? Top ten uh, workers, top ten gimmicks, top ten performers. I don't know. Top okay. Uh top ten uh top ten favorite people to work to uh to get to know in wrestling. That that's definitely maybe top five.
0: Well, here's my thing. I I think when you get super granular, we're just trying to, we're just sort of overthinking it. Yeah. Why don't we just say instead top 10 people I'd like to see on a pay-per-view top 10 people I'd like to see on a wrestling card. I mean, are they on the show? That's the thing. Yeah. And Terry Funk would be, I think in everybody's top, whatever. list. How about Jason Hervey just ringside the whole time chilling.
1: I know, but we're not taking a shot of him unless he, just so happens to get caught in the hard camera. It's not a bad shot right there.
0: I like it. It's different.
1: Yeah. That's from the, uh,
0: something that always steady got, cam. Something always got me that I feel like should have been handled in production. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw earlier, if you remember the sequence, but the flare has finally locked the figure four on Terry funk and everybody knows, Hey, that could be the end. That's, that's Flair's signature finishing maneuver. And then from the outside, Gary Hart throws the branding iron in, branding iron in play again, but he throws it into funk funk rares back nails flare with it. And then immediately Gary Hart has the, uh, of course he was, he had the referee distracted right? when he threw that in, but then Terry Funk goes over and starts interacting with the referee as well. And then I don't know the. I don't know how to properly explain this, but they're doing a distraction to get your attention away from flair. So they've they've nailed flair with the branding iron and now they've got a distraction planned to get your attention away from flair. So the idea is if you're in the crowd, you're watching the action. And if all of a sudden funk is fucking with the referee, you're supposed to be watching. There, you're supposed to not be watching Flair while he zip. But you guys didn't shoot it that way. You just shoot both of them, so you can still see all the action. Why wasn't? Why isn't there a conversation with production to say, "Hey, there's going to be a part in the match where Gary throws the branding iron in. I'm going to hit Flair with it, and when I do, I'm going to go fuck with the referee. Shoot me fucking with the referee." And so then when we get a shot of Rick, we just see him bleeding. We don't see him covering up fucking around right? zip. Like that's the reason the whole spot exists for funk to go fuck with the referee, to give flair a minute to do it and to serve as a distraction. And they didn't shoot it that way. I don't understand why there's not a conversation about that. Is it too, is it too, um, K Fabe at the time that you can't even smarten up the production staff? Yes.
1: That's the answer.
0: Even in eighty nine. Even in eighty nine, it was and it, it may have been There's your finish. Wow, that's pretty good. The inside cradle. Funk applied the maneuver. Flair reverses it. And it's a regular wrestling maneuver that gets the wind and boom, he attacks Gary Hart after the fact. And and you know what that means. You can't attack a guy's manager.
1: No, you can't. Not only that, you got ten minutes to go in the show.
0: Well, there's why. You attack the manager and out brings Muda. Look at that. The green mist. And now Funk's on him. Now we're not listening to the audio, but let me just tell you the crowd is chanting something. You want to guess what they're chanting?
1: Uh We Want Sting.
0: Yep. But how cool is this? You know, people have at the time Muda is like the hot guy that the fans are into in a big way. Like he's the next big thing. There's some intrigue, some mystery, some what, you know, what if look at everybody looking to the ramp, like, well, somebody's got to yeah. come out. Who is it? Right. So he drove him on a table now he's going to try to pile drop him through a chair. Doug Dillinger comes in. Muda attacks him. He
1: takes a bump. He comes
0: right back up. <laughs> Stay down, Doug. Well, he's <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. Instead of turn around, Doug. Stay down, Doug.
1: <laughs> he got chopped, and he bounced right back up. And there, there he is. is. There they go.
0: Uh, How about the way <laughs> Terry Funk's swinging, I know. just windmills.
1: <laughs> Fucking Sting coming in. This is good. This is a hell of a scene at the end. Stay down, Doug.
0: How about Flair jumping there. over Doug? And now Tommy's <laughs> like, "Roll the fuck out, Doug." <laughs> I know they were mad at you because you didn't sell the first thing, but now you're in the way, Doug. <laughs> it is funny though. It's like there's two goddamn rings, right? <laughs> We're not competing for space here. Just scoot over guys. Oh, so that's how we finish here. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Jinx. Jinx. Yeah. Look at
1: this. Don't the fucking stairs in or
0: wooden Wood- stairs too, baby. Yeah, man. So uh, overall, what'd you think, man?
1: Uh, I liked, uh, there's a lot I liked about the show, man. I don't think it's the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time, but I like the show a lot. I like this finish, especially thought the war games match was good.
0: Well, what they're doing here too, in case you're asleep at the wheel <laughs> is they're setting up the next pay-per-view, which is right. October 89. Think about that too, guys. This pay-per-view happened in July. So you've got July to August, August to September, September to October, you're three months away. They used to take so much time to build these things. Now it's just we got three weeks, get to the next one. I know. The main event, of course, Ric Flair and Sting taking on Great Muda and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome match. Bruno San Martino will be your special guest referee. I think most people remember that's when shit caught on fire and Moodle had to blow it out with the mist. And how about a bloody flare here? Tommy Young's going to give him the world title. And I think we're going to have a pretty crazy promo from Rick here in a minute with the belt and the blood.
1: Well, you want to play it for us? I'm going to. Okay. It's not, I want to hear it. have hadn't happened yet. Oh, I know. I noticed it hadn't happened yet.
0: How about uh, Muda carrying around like the school chair?
1: <laughs> Pretty good standoff here.
0: And it it's kind of fun. Funk's got a branding iron, Muda's got a school chair, mm-hmm. Flair has the big gold belt, and everybody's prepared to use each as a weapon. And of course, we know that Sting has a scorpion on his forehead and a black rat tail, and that's really all you need in combat.
1: Doug Dillon, you're still walking around.
0: Here's the promo here. I'll just uh, play the whole thing.
2: Hey, hey! Moody! Moody, Flair! you hear behind us now! Moonin' and Flair! Steve, you got us! We're going to get out of here! All around us, and into in the crowd! They are not this one as far from over as we said! flair got that gun branding on her! What about? What a and they are right here on us. Whoa. I,
3: <laughs> ladies and
2: gentlemen, we're just about. I know you've heard this from me many times, but we are just about out of time. And my pipes have just about had it. Yeah. And they're still beating the heck out of each other over there. They just refuse to quit. They're they determined. They turn. stop. I don't know how much more time we have left. On the satellite transmission. Boy, this is going to be a night we'll never forget. Uh, Rick we've, Flair. Had, we've had two matches. One in the ring, one out of the ring. And the one out of the ring is still continuing. I think, fans, we can very easily say that this war between mm. Terry Funk and Ric Flair is... Far, far from over, Jim. Any way you want to put it, that's for sure. It's gonna end, and it's gonna end when one of them can't continue to go. Well, I want to tell you, I wish we had a chance to say something to. Yeah, there, there's the champion yeah, right here. We just here got a couple of minutes. Oh, belt, a hell of a victory. Let me just say this. <sighs> Anybody out there? They had the privilege of seeing this. Well, we're going to keep her here. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, he wants to get Sting in there. I haven't said thank you in 10 years. Thank you, pal. Now the bottom line is Terry Funk. We just started, pal. We just got warmed up. And Paul, it'll be again soon. I'ma tell you something. I'm wanna dog you until I wear your Texas ass out. Jim, if that's the beginning,
0: I want Dude, what a fucking promo. Oh, and he ain't done.
2: That's good. Are
0: we through? Fucking love wrestling.
1: It's the best part. This is the best part of this. This whole smaz at the end. Oh, I gave me
0: goosebumps, man. Like yeah, right now, it, all the hair on my arm standing up. It's the, it's smaz at the
1: end and that promo, the best part of the entire show. And
0: you know what? That's how you, this
1: is how you need to end a pay-per-view because you and I convince
0: get, people that a mediocre pay-per-view is the best pay-per-view of all time. Right. I mean, the that excitement can, in right. the air right now is at a fever pitch and there's right. an old adage, you know, leave them wanting more. Right. And if you leave them wanting more, they'll keep coming back. And and we're guilty sometimes of doing fucking four hour shows. So we're probably not the best example of that, but this show here, holy cow. It leaves you wanting more. And man, I want to fast forward. I want to watch fucking Halloween havoc 89.
1: Thunderdome. Bitch. Great shit, man.
0: It really is. And here's the, uh, spinning toehold. You see, he's going to. Go down from that. Looks like Flair's gonna try to set up the figure four. And this is where we would see the inside cradle, same way that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat got him, but Flair manages to roll him over and reverse it. And there it is. There's your finish. I like when the finish is a real quote unquote real wrestling move.
1: Yeah, just something simple.
0: A counter move. It adds to the realism of you know these guys are just trying to win the match not necessarily quote unquote get their shit in and just win the match right sometimes i think you know there's the the uh, the thinking of oh man the miss was right on time wasn't it perfect missed you know jim Hurt gets a bad rap because uh, everybody says everything hurt ever did sucked this didn't this was great
1: no this was a way to
0: end the show home run and see This doesn't
1: work for me. We talked about this on a previous show. Fuck the credits. Just go off with showing the guys. Don't put letters in front of their faces. Show the heat, and then just do a at the bottom. Good. Do a. It's a television company,
0: Tony. What? It's a television company.
1: Well, then they don't. They didn't know how to fucking do wrestling.
0: Well, they did when they got you because you turned it all around for them, right?
1: No, and oh, here we're going. Oh, they don't see him get it back up. Fuck. I was, I hope I was hoping we'd see him pop back up
0: again. Well, we're going to pop back up this time next week right here on what happened when that means do your thing, Tony.
1: Oh, it does. I, I, I thought, I thought the, I thought the term was, uh, when I look
0: at my t- clock, it's about that time for a little toot toot. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm about to have me some fun.
1: Bounce, bounce, bounce. Bounce, bounce, bounce. It's sting. It's flare. Bounce, 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 bounce. Bounce. Once I get you out of them clothes, privacy is on the door till they can hear you screaming more. We want more What Happened When? on the MLW Radio Network and always on Mondays on Patron.
3: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Man, that's dumb. This is terrible. This is just terrible. Hey yeah, this is Charles Barkley and I'm doing another promo read here for boxergimmicks.com What the okay listen here. Go over to boxergimmicks.com. They got new items each week. The official source, of what happened when, uh something to wrestle with uh 83 weeks in um grilling grilling with jr i don't know who jr is but i do not want to be grilling with him it sounds terrible but it's just it's fine okay so log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life or something for yourself let me continue on with this read here um patreon.com forward slash whw monday if you want to be a low-key big hog or glass bottom boat rider uh, how about a member of the hot tag express or the Slap nation what the this is this is just dumb oh it's it's conrad thompson and tony Shavana. oh the george bulldog and the alabama road tide. ideas yeah, i'll roll your old fat ass right over across the street road ties war eagles that's the only thing that you need to worry about it's war eagles did someone say Shaq Taculus? Ain't, oh no, man, Shaq, ain't no one gonna tell your name. Shaq Taculus, Almagmaculus, oh, Man, oh, man, man stop with the Aculuses, okay? I'm trying to do a promo read. Stop interfering. Ain't no one wants to hear from Shaq. They want to hear from me, Sir Charles. Ain't no one wants to hear anyone from name Sir Charles. They just want to hear from. Shack-a-mania. Ain't no one want to hear about no Shackamania, okay? I got to tell everybody about LoisBulls.com. That's where you can get all your t-shirts from What Happened When and by StarCast3. StarCast, they're coming back uh, again to Chicago on Liberty Weekend, August 29th through September 1st. Uh, for more information, go get StarCast.com. And if you want more information on how you could be awesomous, Maximus, ethical, Bigamus. Like, Shaq, you should go on. Dude, there ain't nobody time for this, Shaq. Go away. Go away, Shaq. Just go. That's terrible. This a, is a terrible promo. Why am I reading this promo? This is terrible.